What's happening, everyone? Good morning and welcome to Season Gaming Bitcast episode 222. I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined as always by this lovely group of characters you see in front of you. First, but certainly not last, looking particularly dapper, like extra dapper this morning, is our favorite dog party host. Hi, guy, Travis. Good morning, sir. Mm. Attendee, I'll have you know. And yes, I'm doing great. It is a beautiful morning in the People's Republic of San Francisco. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Fair enough. Joined, as always, with Gaming Dino over his shoulder and looking out for all of us, really, is none other than the Hogue himself. Good morning, sir. I was getting all excited about you calling me dapper this morning because I'm feeling pretty good, but that's all right. Travis does look nope. good. Travis, let's get your let's get your photo from um, industry perspectives up, and then we'll call you dapper. I was gonna say, you know, a lot By of people way. did reflect on that picture and say that they didn't believe it was me because I don't have a hat. I'll have you know, the entirety of my career before I went off on my own, I had to not have hats on. You're really not allowed to wear hats at large law firms. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, partially that's why I left. I was gonna yeah, say this the- is why you started the firm, no doubt. And I will have everyone know that. Prior to it going public, I had a different Hogue thumbnail on that uh, picture on that thumbnail, which he asked me to change. I did. It's like so my wor- the worst picture that they have of me on the internet. Like the photo guy was <laughs> tired that day, and he's like, "It looks fine." <laughs> I sent it over to it. He's Can like, "Oh God, I hate photo? that picture." Oh yeah, I'll DM. I'll DM it here shortly. No worries. Thanks, no man. Worries. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's awful. We'll be we'll be using it as a thumbnail on IGN whenever we uh, quote him. So there you go. There I you go. Thumbnail on IGN when you quote me. You just take my. I, I, no one. No one the gets product of my uh, intellectual labor, and then you just sell ads on it for your own benefits. That's good. That's how we do it. Yeah, I'm doing it wrong. Apparently. Uh, and last but certainly not least, my friend, the seven, Mr. Rodriguez. Good morning, sir. Hello. I've been up all night. We had a sister-in-law going to labor. So oh, not great. No. no. Okay. Not yet. Later. Not yet. No. She went. No. So she, yeah. They took her in last night because her water broke. Yeah. And uh, they said, no, your water didn't break. We're going to send you home. And uh, they did a you know another test and they're like oh no we we're wrong it actually did break <laughs> i was like well, we're getting off to with medicine as well so, yeah so yeah the american medical the american medical system everyone yeah. did they it test is, the water they're like oh yeah yes. this water is broken no they, yeah they <laughs> this tested, is it, it's on, yeah, this, yeah is this diet coke no no it's it's, <laughs> it's it was it was uh it was not showing up as uh the correct fluid and it uh you know this is a little graphic i don't know why we're talking about it you know we're we're yeah, 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 yeah. actually we're anyway, far enough along she yeah she is she is in active labor right now so my wife is gone not fun over there yeah thoughts and nope. prayers no. i just yeah. i just said bye i got a podcast gotta go do some there stuff you go. So. there you go yep yeah that's I what mean, travis that's is gonna do too when he has kids you know yep. he's just yep. gonna leave and i was about that. to say another reason i will not be having children right here <laughs> another yep. exhibit what's going on everyone good to see everyone in the chat this morning <laughs> or afternoon for you if you're over across the pond hope everyone is doing well so today we're going to be talking about uh cd project red's future roadmap that they uh gave out in detail we're going to be talking about yeah very uh very ambitious and they we'll get into it we'll get into it we're even going to talk about dead space and need for speed uh and a few other things but first i want to um say thank you 
Uh, it's been a almost like a month of milestones, really. And I know I put out this week that September was our most successful uh, kind of BitCast month ever in terms of views and listens. Uh, continue to grow. So thank you very much, everyone. And we are racing towards 15,000 subs. <laughs> racing towards 15,000 subs on the channel. I think we're like... 150 away right now some something like that so uh yeah just appreciate all of you who listen in and uh hang out with us so it's awesome well, 150 subs as long as we don't offend too many people in this episode i think we could possibly get that done right now tell your friends folks if you haven't <laughs> subbed yet sub like tell your friends to sub don't even tell them what we're talking about or tell them something false about what we're talking about we're a big fashion channel nothing is more fashionista than travis here or myself, of course, always delivering the hat and sweatshirt goods. Tell folks to subscribe. It'll make Ains happy, and happy Ains is happy for the rest of us. Could have yeah. said it better myself. I like it. Absolutely. I like it. <laughs> uh, we also, I want to cover some comments, too. Um, I got a really detailed comment on Star Citizen. We talked about Star Citizen a couple weeks you ago. You for that. I did. I said, if anyone plays Star Citizen, please talk to us because a lot of I find that a lot of us, us included, talk about Star Citizen and we know the everyone knows the funding conversation, but not much else. Um, and so a uh, lady named uh, Vanessa uh, commented and gave us a very detailed comment, which I'm going to read the bulk of. OK, uh, but she said, when looking at Star Citizen, I feel it's best to look at it not so much as a game in quotes, but mm -hmm. a space simulator that has all these different aspects connected to it. Mm -hmm. The space combat is almost akin to a space version of DCS, Digital Combat Simulator. I don't know what that is, uh, which the community of aviation and flight simmers would scream at if you called it a game or much the same as racing sims like Assetto Corso Competition. I'm just going to say competition, competition. Uh, or iRacing. Yeah. <laughs> the FPS side of Star Citizen kind of has that sci-fi Arma 3 aspect. While other elements or in the universe professions like mining, logistics, running, medical have that MMO-esque feel to it. It is supposed to shape into a leaving, leaving, yeah, living, breathing universe ultimately. And for those who initially backed it for a single player wing commander style space combat sim, feel let down for taking so long. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. She said, I totally get it. They just wanted a game, not this massive, never-ending project. It's almost like Halo Infinite, where we can see that. I think she tried to relate this to me. It's almost like Halo Infinite, where we no, can see audience. that the initial. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where the initial dev work was a game that was open world, but then changed with the shoehorning of an unfinished linear experience. Star Citizen. I disagree a bit there. Star Citizen Nailed suffers it. from the opposite. A universe which started as a game, <laughs> but then morphed into a vast MMO, pulling in elements from other games and simulators to form a universe as the goalposts were continually moved. Um, she also says, uh, uh, there's more here, but she also says the experience is anything but traditional in the gaming space, and it's definitely not for everyone. I recognize what that's like in video games. is not at all what others like. Um Let's see. Da, 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 da. That's the bulk of it. That's the bulk. I will continue to say it's not my job to tell you folks what to do with your money. Okay. You can go find value on job. all sorts of things. Ains finds value out of thousand dollar statues. Okay. Great. That's not me. <laughs> value is a strong that. word. Uh, you know, Star Citizen is its own thing. I think Chris Roberts has figured out a model that some people pay, uh, apparently appreciate and that they can make a lot of money on. And I do think that that disincentivizes ever kind of completing the thing uh, but if you like it you like it go nuts absolutely yeah 
Yeah, she actually wrote quite a bit more too. Uh, she gave a lot of detail, so that's cool though. But thank you very much, Venisera. Um, I really appreciate that yeah. context as to what you know that experience is like for a player. Um, and she did say, you know, there is um, there is free to play like events and stuff that you can join in and try out aspects of it. So mm-hmm. by all means, if you're curious, check it out. They have those around their conferences. A couple days, go hang out. Yeah, cool, cool. <clears throat> Now, Sardinisms, one of our regular viewers, asked us a funny question. She had, or excuse me, he said, if Cast Co-op says Ains is the big brother, which we do on that show, and LawTube says Hogue is team dad, what does that make Travis and Dan in the season gaming community? I think that's an important question. So um, I'm curious to hear what anyone listening to this, leave us a comment or put it in the chat right now, what you, what Dan and Travis are in the season gaming family. By the uh-huh. way, I'll point out that Mrs. Hogue Law, otherwise known as Co-Counsel, says that Travis reminds her of her younger brother, and Dan is obviously the fun uncle. Oh, Travis has so much smarter, younger brother energy for me and his relationship. That That is how I think of him. Constantly poking and prodding. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, I, I, I got this cold from constantly living in your shadow, Hogue. Do you have a cold <laughs> right now? Did you catch my allergies through the, through the stream yard and the internet? No, I don't mean a physical cold. I mean, I got this like, that's why I'm so oh, cold to the you. The bitterness. Yeah, the bitterness came from living in your shadow. And so now I'm now I'm a snarky ne'er-do-well. I see. How often do well? Ne'er. <laughs> well, I love my little brother. And I uh, I love my interactions with Travis. But that's that, that's definitely the vibe I get. And they and, call me... They call me Team Dad over at Law Two because I'm the guy with the fa- the family friendly channel that says language and things like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I vote Dan as the uh, the dog in the backyard that we rarely see. Yeah. Can that be that? You pat, know, pat, he's like pat Travis on the head, little brother. <laughs> oh, you pat me, little brother. <laughs> see, no, um, I think like a, like, a, like a junkyard dog who like chews on metal things. No, no, no. I, I think Fun Uncle is right for Dan, right? You've got the family okay. gathering, right? You're pro- you're poking me. Ains is doing his thing. Dan is the one in that leather chair. It's actually at his house, leaning back, trying to survive an Iowa Hawkeye football game. Like he's <laughs> just, he's yeah. just like, yeah, it's great to have you guys here. Yeah. Usually I'm <laughs> passing like, you know, booze and or some kind of liquor to uh, the kids. Just, just take a sip. And then that you know that just, just then they just leave me alone the rest of the time because they're you know intoxicated. And then I just let somebody else deal with it, and now I'm back to my game. I think I've been to that family yeah. gathering. Yeah, <laughs> that's when I pat them on the head and just like, yeah, yeah, yeah go talk to your mom. Yeah, yeah. go tell your mom what I did. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much. We got uh, comments here. What a weird family. Um, Dan is the drunk uncle. Uh, Travis for sure the little brother. Tal says Travis is the annoying little brother. Probably. And then RJH says that Travis is the one child that the parents didn't mess up and he got all the attention and benefits that the parents couldn't afford when raising Hogue. <laughs> they call that the uh, reverse reality of what happened in real life. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah. Oh my God. That's good stuff. All right. That is good stuff. Thank you for the comments, everyone. I appreciate you. All right. So let's jump over to what we're currently playing. And I want to start with a game that uh, I can't play which is Overwatch 2 launched this week. Big launch, a lot, oh uh, lot of visibility, a lot of players. Uh, so let me, if you guys don't mind, I think we're all aware that Overwatch 2 had some issues. Servers were messed if up. If it's a Blizzard launch with an online component, you can bet you're learning more about their error coding. 
Yeah, correct. Yes. So here's my experience, and none. Of, I promise none of this is made up. Okay. So I'll, I'll jump ahead three days to Friday because it's the first time I could actually log into the game. So I tried from Tuesday to Friday, could not log in ever, and I tried several times. Uh, Friday I get in, and if you're not aware, you're if you played Overwatch 1, you're supposed to do an account merge, which basically takes your data from um, account, uh, Overwatch 1, ties it to your Blizzard profile, and therefore unlocks the old characters and other things, things you unlocked in Overwatch 2. So when you click on that, it didn't do anything originally. So I had to log in about three, four different times to finally get that to kind of recognize that I was even trying. Then what it says is, okay, you're now set up for this profile to merge. It'll take about one minute, relaunch the game, and you'll be good to go, basically. So shut the game down, restart. So I did that, come back, it still says I'm in queue. Did that three more times on Friday. Uh, did it more yesterday, on Saturday, still nothing. So finally, last night, I try and I go in and it gives me a screenshot. It says your account is now in queue to merge. You are number 560,000 in the queue. To merge? To just merge the account. The account merge. Just for the account merge. So as of this morning, as we're talking on Sunday morning, it's been five days and I still have not been able to play. Overwatch. Why didn't they preload merging? That's a logistics function. What? One of the worst designs of a transition from a community to one game to another that I have ever seen in my entire life. I you don't know. What's know funny about transitioning is. from one game to another, by the way, you go on your Xbox because I was looking for Overwatch 2. First, they try to sell you the $40 uh, without kind of leading you to understand that it's free to play. But if you go to the actual free to play like entry for Overwatch 2, it is clear that it's just a replacement of the Overwatch entry. Like there were reviews from the last whatever six years. Yes. For Overwatch, it's like, good lord. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's messy, man. And I know, uh, I know, plenty of people obviously have gotten in, and I know uh, the people that I know who are Overwatch fans are enjoying it, so that's good. good. Um, but it's been, uh, God, for me personally, it's been a disaster. I still haven't played a match, not one. <clears throat> well, I I've opted out, um, not for your reasons, Ains, uh, and it might be opting in sooner rather than later. But I was not going to give my cell phone number to Activision. So that was that was uh, my choice, and I said okay. And they they, they rolled that back that already. They they rolled it the day of launch. They said, "Whoopsie, no cells." They're, they're only removing it for console players if you played the first one, right? Which I would cover. Uh, it covers me. Uh, covers the bulk of people, I think. I, I, would I think. Yeah. So no, I was, it was that was that was a conversation I had <laughs> with a number of people online where I was like, I, "You can give it. Away. I don't care." I'm not you. I, that's the choice I make. Activision yeah. has a tangential, if best, relationship to legal compliance. So, <laughs> no. That's true. Yeah, it was it was strange. I've never seen anything like this account merge. And when it, when it said this will just take one minute, relaunch the game, I was like, okay, this is dumb, but that's okay. Okay, yeah. fine. So relaunch the game. And but now, you know, like I said, having launched it several more times now saying there's a queue for my data to merge. It's just it's almost unbelievable. I'm like, who came up with this? You guys, this is bad. I would, I would actually be thinking is like, do I actually have enough stuff in overwatch to care? I, I don't even, that's the funny <laughs> thing. I just, I'm one of those. That's like, I like things to be orderly, you yes. know? And it's like, I don't want to play a match until this is done properly. Yeah. Um, so I hear you. Yeah, it's I mean, I, my, my experience with it was, Oh, Hey, overwatch two is out. All right. And then that was it. I and then know. you played Hitman. I, yeah, then I played Hitman. That was that was my experience. Well, I was interested was in bouncing in and checking it out, but not not while they were asking for cell phone numbers. 
Yeah. 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 I have not paid attention to this one bit. All, all I, I know was, is um, I was sorry, hoping I was hoping to give them myself a number just because I'm lonely and I want somebody to talk to. Um, but uh, <laughs> as soon as I saw you pick up Bobby, drink, Bobby, okay. is it you? Hey, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, Kodak, hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, come on in. Um, <laughs> no, for me, the, I mean, first of all, I just want to say some of this. They get sympathy for me for some of it because some of their launch wasn't their fault. Obviously, they got DDoS attacked. Um, but I, not only was the launch bad, like the entire messaging about what Overwatch Two is and what it's supposed to be, and you know yeah. that like I just I feel like the messaging was terrible because I was also an Overwatch player back in the day. Um, I didn't enjoy it, but I did play it, and uh, I I think uh, every day I think, I turn uh, it on and I cry. They, they had a they had a chance to uh to win us back and it didn't it didn't happen and i not okay, the start they wanted me bummed out. makes yeah. me bummed out i think it will happen i mean i think i think overwatch is a solid game i think for, it should have been free to play for probably the last five years um and i think it's it's going to be a good move for them it is it is a fun thing to bounce into um, I don't know anything about how they rebalanced 5v5. I read your IGN article, Travis, not yours personally, but your your parent mothership's article. I still don't understand. So <laughs> I don't. What was the article? Uh, it was it was like a stub article. I mean, it was because there wasn't enough time to check everything else, but it was about 5v5. And I think that the subheading oh. was, the subheading is like, Overwatch is a real sequel. And I'm like, ooh, that even sounds a little defensive, even in this context. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it a wiki page or was it just like no no it was a, it's an article it's um a, what do you call it a review in progress i think oh um, review in progress okay yeah so i think ign got an, an early key so there was like a there was like an early access review then it changed over to review in progress i think it might even be the same address with like another sentence um and then presumably there's gonna be a review but that review in progress has a number it just says it's not done so, because I know I made the joke, I went on Twitter and said, well, I guess the two stands for the points it lost from the first review from nice. the end. Uh, yeah. But because it went Yeah, like I think, I think we do, uh, if I had to score it now, scores, but yeah, that's a- uh, Yeah, I think IGN currently is rocking an eight on it. Oh, that seems mm -hmm. high. Well, IGN gave it a gave Overwatch one a 10, which I, I can know, only guess is not unbelievable. Travis's review. No, it, it won game of the year that year, and I was the only guy sitting there like, I, I don't get it. I don't get how that's well. Crazy. The six of us that were in Battleborn didn't get it either. Okay, yeah. <laughs> me and my six buddies in Battleborn were like, we've got a robot hobo, and we don't even I know see. what you're talking about. I see you've got one in the comments, Hogue. It's you guys a are Battleborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. We have, we have conferences. We have support group meetings. Yeah, um, you guys are legion. You're the new yeah. Sega Saturn. You know, Sega Sega uh, fan. You leave Sega oh, out of this. Burning Rangers, yeah. go baby. Wow. <laughs> Burning Rangers, go. Do you guys, do you guys really think that there was a DDoS attack? Because it seems like every time Blizzard launches something and then there's problems, it's DD or DDoS, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm pretty sure you're just throwing that out there. I feel like I, I this is an excuse. I, I mean, I can't prove anything. I'm just I saying no it doubt. just seems like it happens every single time. I think a lot of players know? pinging your servers all at once is meets yeah. the technical definition of DDoS right. attack. So I think right. I think that there's a lot of ability to go claim it one way or the other. Yeah. It's just everybody just trying to get in. It's not really a DDoS. It's just people that are trying to access your game. Wow. You know, so and I thought I was suspicious. I'm, saying, I'm just it's saying it all before. goes. I it it, it 
the actual technical definition of that is like, well, I mean, if, if you open the gates and everybody hammers your servers in a certain manner of speaking, that's a DDoS attack. So I, if I'm PR, if I'm the lawyers, what can I say? That is in my quiver if I needed it. So it, yeah. it, am I saying they weren't attacked by malicious actors? I am not. They very right. well could have been. Certainly Activision Blizzard opens itself to malicious attacks all the time. Yep. Um, and so <laughs> could that have just been people getting into Blizzard? Could it have just could it have been a malicious attack? Either way, I'm just saying I don't yeah. think Dan's wrong to say, huh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> just curious. Throwing it out. You don't um, have to believe anything Activision says. There's a reason I'm not giving Activision my cell phone when I've given it to other companies, right? <laughs> so you don't have to believe anything they say. I just hope that uh, Overwatch 2 failed at launch so that Diablo 4 can thrive. Because if Diablo doesn't work at launch, I'm going to shed a tear. Yeah, Ains, 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 Ains. I know, I know. Trust me, I know. I know the words that came out. Diablo 4, just in your head, Diablo 4 launches one week after whatever date they set. Okay? It's probably very true. Very (laughs) true. And that's assuming they get the features right, which, uh, you know. Just in your head, try to say, "Oh, that's the early access release date. It's gonna be, it's gonna be busted. It's actually the twenty fourth or whatever." Well, I mean, to be fair, Diablo three launched, you know, a year and a half after Diablo three launched. If you know what I mean. But they actually so. get, they let you get in like in a week or two from Diablo three. It just they just had to fix it as a game. Diablo three, man, what a disaster that was. Good lord. And they sure oh. learned their lesson by selling thirty million copies since then, or whatever. <laughs> well, it, it became arguably the greatest ARPG of all time, one of them. Uh, I mean, but it took them a long time to get there. You know, I mean, it was just God. I built a PC for that game. And I remember uh, logging in that night when it launched, you know, with some friends and just whatever that, that number is. Thirty horror. The horror set in, you know, over the next couple of days. <laughs> Which uh, is ironic it, because Diablo 3's biggest criticism was it wasn't horrified enough. <laughs> it was error code 37. Because the they I fixed believe. the patches. Yeah, I mean, they, they completely changed the game, right? I mean, yeah, it was a disaster. Anyway, um, so I obviously have not been playing Overwatch 2, um, but Doesn't I figured like we talked about No, no not, uh, apparently not. But, Sorry, uh, Overwatch fans. <laughs> what else? Uh, what have you guys been playing that's good? What's, uh, what's hot for you guys right now? I am playing a game called Trails from Zero. Does anybody recognize that? Nope. No. Nope. Travis is trying. Bless you, yeah. Travis. I'm, I have uh, an image in my head. I so the Legend it. of Heroes is a Falcom series, which is very popular amongst JRPG fans, primarily for its PlayStation 4 era, give or take, set of games called Trails of Cold Steel, which is yep. a fancy poetic way of talking about trains, if you didn't know that from that titling. <laughs> uh, and there was apparently a game released on a portable system of some kind that I can't remember called Trails from Zero, because it it's just hard to title things, I guess, uh, which is intended to indicate that it's a prequel kind of to that. Uh, but it was only released on uh, the major current generation systems like seven or ten days ago on the Switch and the PlayStation 5. Or I think it's actually a PlayStation 4 game that I'm playing on my 5. Um, and uh, it's it's basically everything I want out of a JRPG. I love Falcom. Very colorful, uh, great music, interesting battle systems, all taking place in one city. Love it to death. Um, but it's, you know, it's going to be your mileage may vary as to whether you like that kind of stuff. I basically play everything from Falcom. Nice. Nice. It's good stuff. Yeah. As you, as you referenced the other one, uh, it it rang a bell. Cold Steel? Yes. I've never played them. 
Yeah, I, and I can't remember the name of the next one. It is equally poetic and silly and unintelligible to folks that don't know the series, but they're moving on from Cold Steel to the next weird phrase um, for this current generation. <laughs> and I think it comes out next year, I want to say, but I don't even remember what it is. These are very long, very detailed JRPGs that are very focused on world building and character, um, much more so than like Square Enix, even when they're really doing the RPG thing. So it kind of harkens back to a lot of text, a lot of character development, a lot of stuff that would make Ains fall asleep. Uh, but I love it. Devil May Cry combat system? <laughs> Very much no. <laughs> uh, no, as a matter of fact, it's one of those intricate kind of mechanical clock kind of combat systems. It actually goes across the whole series in various kind of variations, but it has... Um, different bits of jewels that you have to put into different bits of ma machines. And they have uh, different versions of those machines for each of the characters. So you're kind of constantly doing like math and optimization and that kind of crunchiness that I like from my JRPG systems. Hmm. Y'all okay. really hate Devil May Cry combat, apparently. No, I love Devil May Cry combat. It should stay in Devil May Cry. <laughs> and I, I, I just know that Hogue uh, has spoken out against it in Final Fantasy yeah, he's, 16, he's, which he's, is why I bring it up. He's jabbing me on Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> Look, uh, it's yeah. great because I will play. I, I'm no longer like looking forward to that game at all, which makes its release date come that much quicker. And then we'll see if I hate it or not when it comes out. Yeah, I hope Did you hate 15. Obviously. I do not hate 15. 15 is an uh, is an odd duck that I think winds up playing more than the sum of its parts where you can see each of the parts is deficient in some way. But I actually, I sit back, I listen to near automata music while I drive my car to the next monster fight. And it's like, this is pretty chill. I dug that game. Oh, Sardinism asks Azure sky. I think it is Azure sky. Uh, yeah, it was, it was trails in the sky. Then it was trails of cold steel. This one is trails from zero and I want to say it's Legend of Heroes something something Azure Sky. Wow. Or it might be, somebody else says Trails in the Darkness. Both of these sound equally ridiculous, and any of them could be the correct title. <laughs> it's a fantastic series that is just ridiculously named, in my opinion. You got to be go. careful with those Trails of titles. Oh, yeah? Dangerous there. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you, <laughs> go ahead, Travis. Uh, I am playing A Plague Tale Requiem. I guess, yes. am I still Well, you can it? say that. Sweet. I can say it, yeah. Nice. I, mean, I can't I tell know. you anything about it. I can just say I beat it last night, and I'm going to write my review cool. today. Sometimes cool. I think those NDAs tell, say that you're no longer allowed to say your name. I don't know. Yeah, I, some <laughs> of them do say that, which <laughs> yeah. they um, do. They really do. They get ridiculous, some of them, but yeah. Yeah, not this one. This one is basically just like, good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and you're, you're allowed to say nothing, I assume, about your overall impressions right this second? Correct. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a gag order. I, the way it works. It's only, um, I mean, it, it's out as we record this. It's out in a week and a half, less than a week and a half. So uh, okay. it's not long now. I will be able to talk about it the day before it comes out. Actually, what am so, I talking about? It's not even a week. It's out on the 14th. So it's out in five days. Five days. Oh, nice. Right oh, in the wow. middle of October. Or is it the 18th? Man, I'm, I'm messing up my dates. I, th right I think it's, I think, I think I have one other week. Because I think they, I got two weeks in advance, so I it's think it's the must Tuesday be after. It's the 18th. Yeah, the 18th. Okay, yeah. So I can talk about it on Monday the 17th, which means okay. for the next couple episodes, I'm not going to be able to talk about it. And then by the time we, I am able to talk about it on the week of the 22nd or whatever, I'm not going to yeah. remember what the game was like uh, because it'll be <laughs> a week to go, um, which is classic. Uh, yeah, I'm doing that. Um, doing some. I can't talk about that either. Yeah, I'm playing <laughs> games. They're fun. Playing I'm games. Doing stuff. Wow. It's great. 
I want you to go yeah. down the list and you're having like, nope, can't, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited nope. to tell you guys about other things I'm, I'm I will say on. this, Travis, by the way, since I commented on it last week, I have gotten more into Grounded. Um, nice. And it, uh, as, as you start to kind of spiral through the kind of like the upgrade list and the base building list and things like that, it does wind up having a bit of a, Oh, I just, oh, I just, I just have to get like three more grubs and I'll do this thing. It's like, well, but, but okay, you do that. And it's like 40 minutes and then you're like, well, all right, well now, now I need to get, go get those smoothie ingredients. Okay. Well, okay. We'll just do that. That's real quick too. It's 40 minutes. It's like sooner or later it's bedtime. And you're like, damn grounded. Come on. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm telling you, it's got, it's got this like RPG like hook. It's so good. I'm actually really hoping I can get through the, um, the review of Plague Tale today, like writing it so that I nice. can play more grounded. It's still been in the back of my head and the back of uh, my fiance's head. We're both just like, we need to get back to that game. Yeah. I did, I I did talk, play a bunch of since we, yeah, since awesome. we talked last week, I've talked to a bunch of other people who are just loving it. Um, so, so it good. seems to be just one of those kind of everyone, you know, knew it was coming because it's been out for two years and pre access, but it, it seems like uh, very few people expected it to be this grand of a game uh, on release. I think it is bigger than I thought. Yeah, it's pretty mm. cool. Pretty cool. So anyway, I'm playing a lot of games that I can't talk about, but I'm I'm excited to talk about them because he's pumped. He's got the, nice. he's got Gotham Knights already rocking. He's played 40 yeah. hours. He's real excited. Right. Yeah. yeah, living la vida loca. Yeah. I I got to tell you this, Travis, because I saw this. I you know IGN's had the first look for Gotham Knights. You know this, right? Yep. And I I have these rules in my head when I get previews of things, right? And it's like, well. If the movie people that are given the Disney access to the premiere two weeks early and they're influencer types and they say, and, and they can only get up to like, it was really pretty. I say, gotcha. Uh, IGN having the full first look and Mitch coming out with like, it could be okay in review <laughs> form is like, all right. That's a pretty good instinct, Hogue. I will let you guys in on a little bit of a IGN style guide here, which is that when we're previewing a game, because the game is unfinished and it's not a review copy, part of our style is that we don't say anything explicitly, definitively negative about the game because it be it's a work in progress and it could be fixed and it's just too early to judge. And so sometimes when you're doing a preview, uh, you're basically the way that I think of it. I don't know if other editors think of it, but when I, when I think of a preview, I think of focus on one thing about your preview, the best thing, the thing that you liked the most, the thing that was the biggest differentiator and just talk about that and like make that the thing. And so if somebody's just talking about how good the game looks, that to me says that there wasn't a lot else to focus on. And so that's a pretty good, uh, a pretty good kind of um, takeaway. I think a pretty strat, pretty good strategy of looking at previews, but it is interesting because you want to highlight a game. You don't want to dunk on it before it's finished. People Somebody's are trusting like you. It. Yeah. yeah, people are people are oh, also trusting you with showing you their game when it's early and you don't want to just be like, ah, oh, this is gonna suck. And then you know, no, but sometimes you play a game and you're version. like eh, it's the most this positive version of like this is starting to feel like a six, but yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate be... that that comes through though. That actually makes me happy because I kind of uh, sometimes you see people in comments that are like, Wasn't the preview all sunshine and rainbows? Like, why is this review so low? And I'm just like, Yeah, they're different things. I don't I mean, I don't know what you want. I really like so. it. I really I I uh Mitchell, Mitch, Mitchell's Mitch and Travis are my favorite writers at IGN. Uh and uh and it's true though. I'm not this isn't me just gilding your lily, man. Um and <laughs> and, and Mitch is is just very funny. He's like, Well, he, he thinks Gotham is cool. 
He thinks the city is cool. I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, it's a good IGN preview. Um, but and then he's like, the combat guys. The, uh. <laughs> we could tell that. We could tell that from the. No, you can. Though, you man. absolutely I mean, can from the video. Yeah. But it's like he's played it for three hours, and he's like, well. And then he does, he gives all this benefit of the doubt. He's like, well, it really seems to be about building your character and the way this preview works is it, there were four bounce points. So I didn't get to feel that at all. And maybe it feels better if I get some of that. Like he's doing like this. And it's like, yeah, okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think IGN too, like to Travis's point, right? Like IGN being the biggest kind of games media company in the world, there's a responsibility there, right? Like you have to be very careful with what you say um, because, you know, a few wrong words, and you can turn off, you know, probably many, many sales, which is kind of crazy to think about, really, from a responsibility standpoint. You know, that's kind of tough. Yeah. Well, I only buy what yeah. Travis recommends is awful. I mean, like, that's really all. <laughs> that's my baseline. That's a good the same way. I can't wait. I can't wait to see your playthrough of uh, Crossfire X. That game was made for you. Bro. Yes. I heard <laughs> yeah. Hope's going to stream it. So I would Jordan. love to see Hogue play that game. Just the just the because he's played. You know, I know you're not a shooter guy, Hogue, but I assume you've only really played the the top shooters that have broken through the barrier of I probably wouldn't play you. And so I would love to see you play just like a really, really aggressively bad shooter. What's the yeah, worst I, shooter I don't, you play? The worst one? Yeah. I don't know. I To me, I feel like for the most part, I'm not playing multiplayer shooters. <laughs> Um, yeah, unless so, they break through the noise, and because they, I'm assuming for you, shooters have to be a, like above a threshold of goodness before you'll even consider them, since they're not your thing. Whereas right. JRPGs have a lower barrier of entry because you're just looking for JRPGs to play, right? Well, I live with bad shooting mechanics on games that I think have strong stories or narratives. Like I think of what you know, cult classic type game like Singularity, right? And oh, yeah, Singularity, yeah, yeah. I think, was garbage as a shooter. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed its world. So, I mean, like that's when you asked me that question, I was like, the one that popped in my head is like singularity kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, you go. and it's like, those are the kinds of games, but am I playing things like that are, you know, international mobile game ports that are not fun? No. Yeah. No Nerf legends <laughs> in your feet. By the way, uh, Ta Tao is posting in the chat. Uh, so is Hogue progressed anymore in Xenoblade three? I, I honestly I stop asking him that because I feel like if he has an update he will volunteer. He will let us at know. This point. Yeah. yeah. My current goal is to get to whatever anybody said about chapter five by the end of the calendar year. Um, so I'm still in the okay. I'm still in the what I believe are the late phases of chapter four. Okay. All right. Got that but, chat. So keep early keep, in that game, keep, Hogue. That is keep, so keep early. Keep Hogue on game. it. By so our do you, my, by do you want my clock reads? What? It's 60 hours that I've played Xenoblade. <laughs> it might be so early in the game, but in it's chapter like... chapter four, wow. I don't know what to tell you. So by our Christmas episode, whatever that looks like, or New Year's episode, we need a Hogue update. My hope is to get to whatever... I mean, whatever that... People seem to think there's some kind of twist or revelation at that point, and so I'm going to try to there get is. to that by the end of the year. Yeah, that's a great okay. part of the game, and then it just gets worse after that. <laughs> I uh, it it peaks uh, honestly. Hogue the, the Hogue is in the best part of the game still. Um, I'm very interested. I you know you know what's funny about this? This was three weeks of my life, and it felt like forever. And now it feels so distant, and it's just crazy to see people going through at that pace. And well, I'm, I gotta tell you, psychologically, I, I I don't know that sitting next to you every week with you telling me like, well, once you cross this threshold, it sucks, is uh, <laughs> is like super incentivizing. <laughs> 
too funny. It doesn't suck. It doesn't like, suck. I enjoy the funny. game. And it's like, well, I don't want to stop enjoying the game. So maybe we just kind of camp out here. We just yeah. picnic in this area that Travis says is the best part of the game. What else? Yeah. Hey, I, I, the game never sucks. I'll never, I'll never go that far. I gave it an eight after all, but uh, yeah. It's, well, it's, uh, what's funny is I got like the season pass and things like that, which is always stupid for the monolith games, uh, but they have like the commercial for the new one and uh, they're, they're introducing like a new character and there, I swear to God are 14 menus that I don't recognize. <laughs> wow. It's like, how can that be? What is that yep. a menu of? I've played the game <laughs> for 60 hours. Yep. <laughs> You haven't even finished half of the tutorials, Hoke. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. I, I The friend I've been telling you guys about who's also was playing through it and was sort of on the same path as you, Hoke, he actually continued on that path and finished the game uh, and came up harsher on it than me because he gets more annoyed at anime, uh, you know, JRPG tropes than I do, um, which, Hoke, I, th I think you're going to be higher on I'm not going to get annoyed it. by those at all. Yeah, I don't think you will. You have a you have a very high tolerance for irritating JRPG mechanics. I, I'm it doesn't make them good. Stop. It just means that you know. You I'm I'm looking forward to them stopping Nietzschean nihilism with the power of friendship and maybe Care Bear stairs. I, I'm yeah. I'm all in. Great. That's what well, I've we'll, been we'll waiting for for years. Up. Let me know when we get there. I'm just telling Ains. I know you've been waiting for it for years, Ains. You could just pick up any JRPG. That's the plot. <laughs> no, no, you know? no. I said when we get to the end of that. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. You know well, what I mean right. when it when it changes. Well, I'm just right. Zedon Blade. I, I can tell you now. It, wherever I am in the plot line, it's like, oh, we're going. We're we are gonna we are gonna kill God or answer extension uh, existentialism with the power of our humanity and love. Like we're already there. <laughs> for sure. Pretty telegraphed. Yeah. No, no, I'm good. Dan, you been playing anything good or just uh you living in uh living in my assassination world? No, yeah. it's, it's it's actually yeah, I start it's it's mostly old stuff. Um I want to take a second here just to talk to IO Interactive because uh, I know they're listening. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, you guys have a content problem. Not one person that I know in the Hitman community, yeah, I know four of them, has asked for the banana as a permanent piece of uh, inventory. Uh, it's worthless. Uh, it, it's, it's terrible. Context uh, may already... be important here, Dan, because I have no idea what yes, you're talking so, about. So, so, so IO Interactive released their October uh, okay. roadmap. Um, they do this every month. Uh, it shows you your two elusive targets, sometimes three. It's only two this month. Uh, some other stuff that you can unlock, uh, usually a suit uh, or a weapon or something like that. So the big one, this this the one that they're using to promote it is the banana. Uh, the banana is fine. Uh, if you find it and you put it on the ground and somebody slips on it, it doesn't really do anything because they just kind of stand back up and like, oh, my butt or something, you know, because they fall down. Um, you can knock somebody out with a banana if you uh, so choose. I'm assuming it's not ripe. Uh but uh, and then they uh, they added a couple suits. Anyway, this is their big thing. They're kind of promoting the banana on their website. It's just this month, their... though, right? Yes, yeah, it's just this month. Just this yeah, month. It's um, it's banana a... month. Yeah, yeah, banana month. It makes sense, you know, being October. Uh, I guess uh, I'm not sure where they came up with that correlation, but maybe. Um, so let me also ask. Really... Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, the, the the other things that they're releasing are basically there's an Agent 17 suit from Hitman Silent Assassin or Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, which is cool, uh, but it looks exactly like everything else except an orange tie and sunglasses. And then they released, this is the best part, uh, the 
I think it's a Sandman suit, which they had last year, and you had like a jack-o'-lantern head, right, with it. Totally took that off, off there. You don't get the jack-o'-lantern head, which is what a lot of people were asking for. But instead, we get a banana and two of the easiest elusive targets in the world. I, I'm not sure what they're doing, but it's starting to kind of grind on me a little bit. And I'm, I might not be playing Hitman 3 as much. So what I was going to ask mode. is, Hit, Hitman 3 came out in 2020? Yeah. Yeah. So right after, at what? Yeah, right. So, like, what is your expectation for continued content for that game? It's a. I feel like they can single player. No, okay. So, so in January they're releasing the freelancer mode, which is going to be kind of like a roguelike. Uh, yes. You get your own place, you know, your own your own hideout and everything, and you collect stuff, and you you know you take certain items with you on the missions. Uh, if you lose said items or you die, you don't get those back. You have to you know earn them back a different way, I guess. Um, so and that that sounds cool. It's gonna be free to everybody in January. Uh, if if they weren't doing that, I would say maybe it, it's not like there's 160 plus items in Hitman. I would say 140 of them are completely useless, or some kind of duplicate of the same thing. Like you've got uh, earbuds, right? That can be used as the garrote, right? And they've got four different colors. You know, it's just it's just stuff that keeps repeating, and I feel like they're they're they could do a little bit more. And I'm not sure, you know, with the silent or with the uh, elusive targets, they haven't really had a new one for a long time, and they just kind of keep reshuffling the old ones, and they keep reshuffling. Like this, uh, Barbara Keating is the new one coming, or that just came out, and she's been in there so, like four or five different times since the game has launched for their monthly. I, it's so just, in it's summary, just, in yeah. summary. Banana bad, muffin Banana bad. good, and muffin Hitman good. have problem with live service game like every other live service game. Yes, yes. Cool. Oh, they Content also, delivery. yeah, they also, uh, they said uh, the Molotov cocktail that they just added with this new island, actually, which was just a couple months ago. Um, they they added this Molotov cocktail. You could throw it like at a window, and if somebody's standing on the other side of the window, it would catch them on fire, and it would be an accident. Right, and so in, in this in, in Hitman, the accident kills or the what you want to do, you're trying to get the silent assassin that nobody knows you. Well, they said, Well, that was ridiculous, it was a little bit far fetched that you could light somebody on fire with a Molotov. However, right after that, in the same breath, you can kill somebody with a banana. So, you know, you kind of have to balance it out a little bit. I understand. I never, I've never, this is more of like a, a bigger issue I have with video games where they, they nerf single player stuff. And it drives me crazy. Horizon did that, Forbidden West, and I, I you know, it just drives me nuts. I, I don't understand the logic behind it. Uh, when I'm, there's really no, I'm now convinced we are so in the weeds on Hitman because yeah. of Dan. I think, yeah, I think, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think this show can contain no. this level of Hitman knowledge. And it, it like, our, there's <laughs> no way and a single viewer of the show is relating to this content at all. <laughs> Therefore, I think no. Dan needs a weekly Hitman podcast. I mean, this has got the last word destiny level of like complaining that I just cannot relate to because I don't play <laughs> Hitman. Dan, Dan, you've got to find destiny. a new game. You have to find a new game. I'm actually, I, I only played it a little bit. I, I unlocked basically the set, the suit. No, no, no. I don't want to hear more about it. You just no, gotta did, find a new game. Up. I'm playing. You know what I'm playing right now? I'm <laughs> going back and I'm playing the Judgment and Yakuza games. So 
I'm going okay. back and playing all those. I love those games too. There's just nothing out right now that really play tales coming out here. In a week. <laughs> There's right, nothing right, right. out. There's nothing out. <laughs> Listen, you guys can Damn, play. There your... are a lot of games. My oh. brother in Christ, allow me to show you the, the PlayStation <laughs> Online store. There's like there 4,000 games released last there week. Many There's many games. Nothing to play. Listen, Steam, itch.io. You could buy 6,000 games for a dollar or something. There's games. No. There's this games out there. Listen, I am a AAA gamer at heart. I, this is what I want to play. You know, I want to play these big budget games there are oh, not a lot of those games listen, listen i played listen all these games that you guys keep talking about these little indie games that look like they were made in like 1982 yeah go ahead they were made in 1982 it's the same graphics back then that doesn't impress me you know and you you've got to listen i'm totally superficial here all right so i need to see it you know it's like oh man that looks really good i'll give it a shot just because it looks good all right. It's not like you go out on a date or something and you're like, like, oh, her personality is fantastic. That's not what attracts you initially to a game. It just doesn't. And you can sit there and tell me it does. It doesn't. You want that initial something. Right. And no games do that because they all look like they're from like the, er the, the early 90s with these little, you know, side scrolling eight bit graphics. I don't care about that garbage. I played that enough when I was 20 or 15 or 10. I've done my time, man. Now, give let me the record reflect I that IO Interactive is an independent developer. <laughs> well, it's fine, but it's a big game. It's a solid game. You can developers. I don't give a crap what they are. They can, you know, identify as independent. That's fine. Doesn't matter. You give me a you know a, a meaty game with a lot of content, then great. That's what I want. That's not asking much. Playtale's coming though, so that's good. God of War's on its way. I just can't stand any games, guys. I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> Just gonna throw it out there. It's not fun. I played this game 15 times. I feel like, you know, man. You you've made Travis back up away from the mic. That's where we've gotten here. <laughs> Just so we're clear, Dan. I want this locked in. Yeah. Do you think that indie games are the games oh. that are repetitive and that you never see anything new in? Oh no 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 no! Absolutely not. Okay, is, you said you played them 15 times already. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't... Here's the thing, Pogue. It's just, it's all about, for me, starting off, it's like, okay, I want to see something that looks good, like, graphic-wise. I want something that looks cool, you know? Like, you're, I, you're, I, looking, I, you're looking for something a little sexed up? Yeah, okay. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a simple, simple person. Sure. Right? I'm not out here trying to, like, oh, then this game that looks like it was made in 1992, well, it's like... It's oh, 90s. Upgraded to the 90s. Right. <laughs> oh, 90s, 80s, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not Mario-level stuff. I can but show you know, 82. Right. I mean, we're looking at like Zork. King, right. King's well, let's, Quest. Let's look at, look at some like, like Octopath Traver, Traveler, which I love. I did okay. I did Good. enjoy that game. Right. But there comes a point where That's I'm just like, okay, player. I don't need to play two because I feel like it's not going to be much different. Two looks right? awesome. And, Right, maybe I don't know. It's it, so, it was it was good. There, there's some I stuff. Right here. But Dan, what you're saying, Dan, Dan, you play you play Hitman three over and over. Yeah, yeah. It looks the same as two. As a matter of fact, three looks so much like two and one that they actually put two and one into three. <laughs> yeah, correct. Okay. Again, so, comfort food. Okay, I have no problem with this. Right. I just want to make sure we got your position pinned down because what I heard yeah. for a moment there okay. was that indie games are too repetitive and boring. Right. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. They're, just, they're just all, I feel like they're all very, you very play similar. Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I play Assassin's Creed. They're, they're, they're all the same. You feel like all indie games are very similar, but like you could play, no, 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 you no, play no, no, Inscription. 
mean, you can play no, no immortality. Play that. <laughs> That's not to say that not all indie all that all indie games are terrible. I mean, I loved, you know, again, I think uh what was it, Path of the Gosh, what was Pathless? It? Pathless, yeah. Pathless is fun. Amazing indie game. Uh Kina, you know, it was right there on that like. I mean, it wasn't like the. He was trying very hard there. not to be an indie game, so I'm not right. sure. Right, it was right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's exactly <laughs> like it's got that. You're right on that cusp, right? Of like, hey, this looks good. amazing. It's it's pretty basic, you know, and that's fine. You know, I, basic, I, just, man. I, I just don't need these. It's mostly I think like what you're saying. I want to get to the bottom of this because I feel like there are a lot of gamers like you, which upsets me, but that's okay. <laughs> I I want to get to the bottom of this. Um, what I think what you're saying is that you need you need to feel like you're playing a premium experience and therefore you sure. you want to play AAA games because you feel like those are the represent the best that gaming has to offer and you don't have time for second place or third place games. You want to play just just the headlines, just the hits. You're yes. here you're here on the top 40. That's what you're looking for, right? Right. Top yeah, 40 I don't need the B-sides, the B-sides okay. of some of these things. Yeah, for sure. The problem yeah, with your argument mm -hmm. is that a lot of the hits are indie games now. And really, one's yeah, AAA a budget has nothing to do with whether the game is good or not. And so my recommendation to you would be though. rather than. Yeah, it, of course, it's subjective, but yeah. it, it is generally true that, you know, the. The, the the games with the biggest budgets are not do not correlate to that being the best game right and so if you're oh, just looking to not. if you're just looking to play the hits my recommendation to you would be to stop thinking about games as triple a or double a or single a or indie and think of them as like look at their metacritic scores what were the top metacritic scores this month and see if those games appeal to you and then yeah. you'll play just the hits just the top games but my recommendation would be to because there are games like Octopath, especially that you say like that game looks old, but it's it's one that broke through the noise. My recommendation would be just look at aggregated review scores and, and right. do it that way. Here, here's the thing and then you'll the probably Octopath. find a couple games that you you thought you would hate that you actually love. It's it's one of those games that you know it kind of gives you that nostalgia vibe, right? It's like it's kind of one of those like, oh, it kind of harkens back to like the old JRPG kind of with yeah. you know they're kind of it, it, and that's fine. Every once in a while, all right. Yeah, and you mentioned that you and, like, and you, and you get that fix. And it's not like I'm saying that they all suck. I'm just saying, not my style, really. You know what? And they might be amazing games, but if I look at something that says, you know, I, I there's too many reviews and review sites that fall into this. Everybody loves this game. We have to love this game, so we're gonna continue. You know, we're just gonna. It, it's just like a weird. I don't know, man. Like, like. They, I, what's the word I'm trying to look for? I just don't, I don't, I don't really care for Metacritic and or Open Critic either. So I'm just looking for those kind of, like I said, kind of big budget produce. Like Play Tale looks amazing, Pro an indie game, really. I mean, it's it's from an it's, indie. I mean, it is published, but I would I would describe it as double A. I wouldn't say it's a triple A. Game. Okay, well, what's so funny okay. with Plague's Tale is right. If I'm watching those trailers, the one concern I have is that it looks real samey to Plague's Tale One. Oh, for sure it does. <laughs> So I'm not gonna argue that one. That does Travis no, is no longer allowed to speak on this now that I've mentioned anything <laughs> about the game. Yeah, but I mean, like that would be my concern. So if you're worried about sameness, like I think there's a lot more sameness in AAA, AA, those budgets. We've talked about this ad nauseum. But yeah. like indie games, the reason you get weird crap in indie land is because three guys can say, "I want to play this," and that can be great. It could also suck. 
It makes discoverability yeah. very hard, but there's so much good stuff there. Oh, yeah. I, and, and that's again, that's totally subjective. I think you could find diamonds in the rough. Again, the pathless. I, I never would have played that game if it weren't for the fact that there really wasn't much out at launch on the Series X and PS5 when it came out. I was just trying to find something to play. I was just like, well, I'll throw you know 30, 40 bucks at this game, see what it's like. And it turns out, yeah, sometimes you get surprised for sure. But at this point, the old, you know, the older I get, the less time I have. So I think I just rather play stuff either that I'm comfortable with. My skills are also down the tubes. I mean, I could never play, you know, and hang with you guys in like a multiplayer game or something like that, or anything, you know, that's got that soul. I'm sure you can hang with me. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It's it's pretty <laughs> bad. So so it, it kind of eliminates an entire section of gaming for me, you know, right off the bat in anything multiplayer slash co-op. You know, it's just something that I just don't do. So, you know, now I'm down to anything single player. Well, now, you know, it, it's just I don't want it's I want to say my tastes have become more refined, but that would be refined would be the wrong word, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, limited maybe look at this panel i want that this panel state. is almost an you know? evolution it's like me and then stage two is Ames, and then stage three is hogue and then the final destination is dan in <laughs> yeah. terms of like the narrowing of the types of games you like to play how optimistic versus pessimistic you are about I, the industry everything <laughs> no i think i think that's what's <laughs> funny about this conversation is i think generally speaking hogue plays a lot of games that i won't play right I play games yeah. that Hogue won't play. There's a there's an interesting mix of sure. what the four of us play, and I think Dan is the one that is most to Travis's point, just most narrowed down. So there's but very think, few experiences that Dan jumps into. Are the biggest part of the market? I think it makes Travis cry, but I think Dan it, is the damn market. That's, that's, that's exactly I my point. Dan is, is I the think he represents. Consumer. That's Correct. why he's good on the show because it's like he says something, <laughs> and I'm like, that's exactly how people are thinking of it. That's why that's happening. And I'm, but to me in my brain, I'm like, stop thinking that way, please, everyone. <laughs> yeah, there's please. a reason that Call of Duty or Madden are the best selling games every year. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's right. just what they are, or in FIFA yeah. for that matter. But it's really? funny because someone in the chat here said, uh, hold on, we got a lot of comments. Why your double A game didn't get a sequel, your condemned threes or whatever. Dan oh, and oh. his ilk are the reason. The Dan's of the world just looked at that. Yeah. Uh, Newspin says, I'm a graphics stomp too. My dream game is Stardew with good graphics. I didn't spend thousands on a PC for nothing. Stardew um, would lose almost all of its audience if it changed its graphics to modern styling. I, <laughs> I also I also disagree with the idea that retro is bad graphics. Like that's not even true. You can my girls adore how our Stardew how Stardew looks specifically. Now, interestingly, yeah. they will sound like Dan when they're judging other pixel games or other farming mm -hmm. pixel games. They're like that doesn't yeah. look as good as Stardew. <laughs> that's because pixels pixels can look good and pixels can look bad some pixel, pixel games, matter yeah some pixel games have like really bad textures and they're like not detailed and their animations and it just sure. looks bland and some have like really intricate pixel animations and you're like wow i like barely it i barely notice the style because it's so well done so so I, yeah i just it's I super funny because we should have my girls on the show or something at some point because they'd be like well what we have is we have Stardew graphics, sure. We have Shovel Knight. Mm -hmm. We have Littlewood. And then these are like genres of graphics um, <laughs> that, that we talk about in this context. 
so yeah, it's uh, they play a lot of pixel games, but they could get judgy. It's like that doesn't. No, Hogue, no Hogue family it's, review site incoming. They're gonna just <laughs> so about reviews that, from the Hogue household. So Dan, I think RJH has a, a fair question because that's what sure. I was trying to nail down, and I think I think Travis's point is valid too. If if you say that you your tastes are very narrow, you don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't that mean that sites like Open Critic and Metacritic would be better because they quickly give you uh, a, a high level? You may not always agree with it, but the high level kind of overview of where a game stands in terms of quality. Yeah, no. and also like the not liking op- Open Critic and Metacritic, you're basically just saying like I don't trust reviewers even as a sum of their parts, even as like a whole, right? Because you can also just whoa, find whoa, reviewers whoa. that you trust or. Like I do, I have are... reviewers that I trust, and that's who right. I go to. Generally. No, I'm going to back down yeah. on this. Aggregators <laughs> yeah. suck because the, you can't <laughs> aggregate subjective viewpoints like they suggest that you can yeah. or should. Um, go Why actually not? read reviews, folks. Why I not? Mean, you should. You should 100 read reviews. But I'm I'm saying those sites give you a if you if you don't have time to read reviews, they give you a snapshot of what reviewers think. They don't, they don't though, because those percentages don't actually match up because nobody's actually on the same scale. And the scales vary across reviewers in such subjective ways that as I've talked about in the past, folks like Tom Chick will give something one star that he liked, but he didn't think it worked for whatever reason. And we could talk about that. That'll go down as a two. That'll change the percentages. And now it looks like a 73 instead of a 79. Um, Like you got to break down what people are saying about a game and aggregators are making everybody stupider about everything. Agreed, 100%. But if you're looking for a stupid level overview, which I would argue those are for and people like Dan probably want, they are useful because a 73 versus a 79 doesn't really matter to somebody who's looking for a top level view. And so that's why I think, again, Hogue, I'm on, I will never argue you shouldn't read reviews and that every you know outlet has its it own system and all that stuff. Self-defeating 100%. I'm saying I agree with you a thousand percent. I am trying to address the Dan market here, right? And the Dan market is never going to read a Travis review. I guarantee you, Dan has never read one of my reviews. Dan, have you ever read a Travis review? I have read pretty much everything since you've been on the show, really. What? Yeah, before that. From beginning to end? How do you think you get those four clicks, buddy? Have you not like read our DMs where I'm like, hey, great review, Travis. (laughs) all right i stand corrected i assume you were just lying like he does when he says we did something good (laughs) that's the thing you know it's you're right hogue i mean that's that's the problem like i think that that site is good for getting in there and then having a basically a starting point to to see many different reviews and that's great you know but using that's all that's all it should be used for right the number there should shouldn't even be there um, it just, I think it should just be, you know, here's a bunch of reviews, you know, go check some out. You know, that's fine. If it were up to me, yeah. it wouldn't be a score. It would be a bunch of reviews. And then it would say like overall recommended or overall not recommended. It would have like a general kind of vibe without assigning a score. I, th- I think that'd be better. Yeah. Mixed. You could say mixed, you know what I mean? But putting like I a only ever say on mixed. <laughs> I'm mixed that's on right. everything. I, that's what Open Critic tried to do. They have like those five buckets only, right? Where yeah, but like those are weird and... because to them a seventy is a mixed review. Is like a not and, and at IGN a seventy is a, is good. It's a recommendation. Yeah, but the reviewer X a seventy might be a mixed, and to an IGN reviewer a seventy might be good, and another guy a exactly. seventy might be terrible. That's, yeah. that's why the aggregators don't work at a fundamental level. Now Metacritic 
and Open Critic are better than Rotten Tomatoes, which nobody seems to understand is just an up down vote on whether or not I regretted the time I spent watching a movie. Um, yeah. And yeah. and that really throws people. It's ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, to a man, they all said it was a three. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's why you get that weird disparity. Like Rotten Tomatoes, like ninety nine percent. IMDb's rating is like a six and a half. You're like. Right. How did that most, add up? Most people exited and said that popcorn was good, and I guess I didn't hate it. 99. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. All right. Well, that was uh, that was something. Um, well, I could talk about reviewing all day. Travis oh, has been thoughts as well. So, so can we. We did it for two and a half hours, and we could have kept going. So yeah. We could have. We, yeah. We had to stop ourselves. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, I want before we end this segment an hour in, I want to yeah. give a quick shout out to uh, Proteus, which is a game that is uh, currently out by a, a small studio called, I think, Bounding Box, if I recall correctly. I Bounding Box game software. Preview, it is. Say. It's on Game Pass as well. Um, I, I, it's, it's in early access for those that care about such things. Yes. Uh, and it is a uh, hardcore kind of homage to Doom, the old school Doom uh corridor shooter uh played the first two levels last night quite fun uh you know it gives you that really old kind of just carnage vibe so if you like that sort of thing or you grew up with doom and wolfensteins of the world and like those check it out it's cool so hmm. all right boys why don't we move over let me get these super chats uh because they've been sitting for a while now um and then uh we'll jump over to the cd project red roadmap for witcher and cyberpunk dan hit us up all right, Don Liner with the $5 Super Chat. First Super Chat of the day. Haven't had a chance to watch last week's episode yet, but I want to uh, pop in, say hi, show support. Have a great show. Thank you, Don. Awesome, we appreciate Don. it. You got to watch last week's. You don't want spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Don, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. And Google Man 81 with the $5 Euro Super Sticker. Yes. I, I guess, I, get... does, it sh- does it show up on the actual YouTube it does. They do. Okay, it'll, yeah, be like a, it'll be like a pair of weights, or yeah, yeah, a pair of weights. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, that is one yeah. of yeah. them. I get the uh-huh. pair. I get the pair completing runs and lifting weights a lot. I love that pair. It's adorable. Are you sure it it's a pair, pair or is it an avocado? It's an avocado. I'm not a San Franciscan. Oh, that's a pair. Some... oh, it is a pair. You're right. That is a pair. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. We 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 figured it out. All right. Google man, wait, thank you very much, wait, man. Appreciate now I'm you. Seeing, now I'm seeing avocado. The more I look at it, is it because you're it's because you're in San Francisco. Wait, it's what color is the dress, Travis? <laughs> He's green, but you know it's a stem that makes me think that it's a pear because you always see the stem and the leaves on top of the pear. But avocados, they always cut that stuff Excellent. off. Sure, but but, like, and it's not a scooped pear, so it's I know it's tricky to figure out. I mean. Aren't all avocados scooped technically? <laughs> you have to take out the core. <laughs> you take out the pit. Don't you take out the pit in the pear as well? Uh yeah, they have a pit. I don't, I don't, I'm not a regular pear eater. My pears lift weight. <laughs> I've been Ains, outed. We're just trying to give this guy's five euros worth. We can't just he, he is Google Man pear. 81. Thank you so much yeah. for the super. Thank you, sticker. Google Man. And this is the kind Maybe. of service we provide here. On I, did, I didn't, I didn't plan it on drinking today, but you guys are getting me there. We are <laughs> in right. good mood. Don't <laughs> I know, I know. Moving over to Eric. Thank you, Google Map. Appreciate you. Yeah, Eric, $10 Super Chat. Great show. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Best you. comment of the day. Yep. Thank you, Eric. It. Yes, and we do have one more. Bear with me here. Eric, thank you very much, uh, man. Appreciate it. 
And uh, another Being Eric. Positive. All right, another Eric. Uh, the 699 Canadian afternoon gentleman. I will personally mail a bag of ketchup chips to Dan for every indie game he completes. Go Jets. That's not That's a bad offer, Dan. Option. I've never ketchup had ketchup chips. Chip. Ketchup chips are good from Canada. They're good. Does a play tail count? Because that's clearly the only one. You know, I've only bought like three games this year, which is insane. I, insane. I don't think uh, I don't think Playtale counts from either because it really? is it has both has a publisher and I would describe as being fairly big budget double A games. So yeah, I don't think it's it yeah. criteria. Yeah, I tried. Just finish was, Cyberpunk and go get those ketchup chips, bud. But yeah. <laughs> oh man. Thank you guys. Uh, appreciate the super chats. And that was my segue, Ains. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, that's a good yeah segue. I know I screwed it up. I was good last <laughs> week. I can't get you know back to back weeks on good segues. I can't do it. The the the, uh, the master of of blends has fallen. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I, I gave you one week. That's all that was, you get. That was my segue. <laughs> I know what the next topic is. I know. It's cool. <laughs> it's like you're looking at the sheet. It's awesome. Some days, some days I look <laughs> at it. <laughs> all right we're gonna talk about uh so cd project red came out oh, this week man. and they gave a full roadmap of their development uh along with what they're doing with the witcher ip what they're doing with cyberpunk ip they're working on a new ip um and they have uh potentially a major change in leadership as well so let's start with the witcher so they're doing a lot with the witcher as an ip so we'll run through these details and then uh you guys can tell me what you think here so First things first, people asked about the new gen update, you know, the Series XPS 5 update for Witcher 3. That's still coming before the end of the year. They did confirm that. So from there, they have a project codenamed Sirius, which is a new game developed by the Molasses Flood. If you're not familiar with that development studio, they made The Flame in the Flood and Drake Hollow. Uh, it is a single player game that has campaign, quest, story, etc., but it's going to have a multiplayer element of some form. Now, remember, all of the things they talked about here were code names and kind of pre-production stuff so everything i'm reading to you is the detail they gave there's not a lot they're, of detail and exactly this? uh no that molasses flood is now owned by them uh but they uh, use it one separate subsidiary correct it's essentially cdpr boston good got it good. okay uh then the big thing i'd say the biggest thing they announced is that they are beginning work on a new witcher trilogy which they announced previously uh, the first one, the first game in the trilogy is called Project Polaris. It is in pre-production, will be a trilogy, like I said. Now, here's what I found to be the most interesting statement of the entire presentation, which is once they release the first game of this trilogy, they will complete the trilogy with the other two games within a six-year period. It's the Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't. I know we were talking about this, but if I, reading between the lines, that suggests to me they're going to use the same map, uh, that they're going to have three Witcher games and they're not going to have to build the ground from the ground up each time. They're going to put in the pre-production and God willing, you then have three years between games, which is eminently doable if you're filling it with content uh, and not with building the whole damn thing every time. Don't so I think that's the plan. Have. Don't they not have a choice if they're using Witcher lore? They're in the continent. They sh they've shown us the entire map. Well, already. one, we've passed Witcher lore land, right? So, I mean, like, he could, yeah. he could send Geralt to another dimension at this point. I mean, that uh, that is in Witcher lore, actually, to send him to another dimension. <laughs> but I would say uh, they, I, it would kind of feel weird if it took place in a different setting. I, well, but look at Witcher 2. Well, we Witcher don't know what Witcher 3, right? Witcher 3, obviously, 
wildly different map and dealings than Witcher 2, which was a completely different kind of game, realistically. It's a, it's a much yeah. smaller scale, build a city, have a level, do these kinds of things. Um, so what I read it as is we're pipelining the whole thing in advance, which honestly more game companies should do. Uh, and in all likelihood, there's there's going to be high levels of asset sharing between the yeah. games. There that has to be cross development here. There has to be. And I would assume these, these if they're doing this delayed, guys. Well, I was going to say, I have to well, assume they, if you don't have to delay them because you don't have to announce. You didn't announce when the first one releases. If the first one releases five years, I mean, you can you could do this right. You could actually make sure that you're two thirds of the way done with two before you even launch one. Right. I mean, you could give yourself enough lead time so that you had cover to not hopefully delay this thing. And by the time you're finished with one, if you're using the exact same kind of pipeline, this is how games used to be made. Right. This is why you get, you know, whatever, three Final Fantasies in five years. Um, it, it's not impossible to do this. I know people look at it and say never, ever, ever. But I, they have to hit whatever their next release is and not screw it up. And this is that. Um, so I, I think that I'm, I'm far more willing to give them benefit of the doubt than everybody else apparently is. No, I, I, I am in the, in the exact, I was going to say the exact same thing as you hug. They're obviously planning this as a trilogy from the outset. Right. And in doing so, there is a lot of shared assets across the three games or, or you can expect that to happen. Um, I, I kind of said, we, we've talked about this in the vein of, um, a while ago now with God of War Ragnarok is when God of War Ragnarok was announced to coming late this year. And we said, okay, it's going to come four years after 28, you know, God of War 2018. Uh, this is going to be a cross-gen title. It's going to share assets, you know, and that's not a bad, I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm saying that in terms of game development, there are things you can do to ensure you're not built to, to hoax point, building literally everything from the ground up every time you make a new game. Um, and as long as you prioritize uh, that kind of, um, pipeline uh of you know and your developers then this can be done um but to hoax point what they need to do is ensure they are there when they release the first game i just found it very curious from cd project red that they talked about a release schedule this far in advance why would you even bother saying that's going to come out six years you know as a trilogy once the first releases i suspect and i know i've talked about this with respect to ubisoft games and also with respect to the witcher 3 that they might be coming to the same conclusion I did, which is that for your 60 or your $70, some of these games are getting to be way too long, uh, right? So at that level, if you're going to release a Witcher game and it's going to be 50 hours long, real good time, right? But not Witcher 3 length. Then yeah. one of the things you're going to want to prep in terms of PR and messaging is that, oh, we're, this is a whole big thing. We're making a whole big thing together um, so that you understand that if you get your 50-hour Witcher instead of your 150-hour Witcher. That could be. Uh, and I, that that to me, again, with that asset sharing kind of thing, that could look, if you were being cynical, like, oh, you're going to take Witcher 3, you're going to split it into three, and you're going to sell it three times, right? I mean, we've seen this before. We saw Blizzard do this. StarCraft II famously split the crap out of itself to sell it to you three times, uh, right? So I, I, think that, I think that that's most likely, and I think they're getting ahead of it by saying, you know, this is a planned trilogy. They can also account there if, you know, if there isn't a great satisfying conclusion to Polaris one, uh, then it's like, well, it's just, you know, it's just Sam and Frodo. They're just looking at Mordor. Don't, don't worry <laughs> about it. Three years from now, we got this same way. You we'll know, the Star Wars prequels were sold to us, you knew, and nobody has to like the prequels, but you, you knew that what they had planned it every three years, you were going to get a movie every three years. And, and then you, you knew that that was the time frame you had to kind of survive versus final fantasy. 
you're just like, okay. You know, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake is like, well, we made it so that it could be easily made into sequels so we could get this whole thing done uh, rapidly. It's like <laughs> five years later, we're yeah. going to have part two and who knows how far it gets. So this could be like the sequels in that, you know, like the second one, like Last Jedi would save the trilogy. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. No, so. every, everybody agrees on that. So, I mean, like that's absolutely <laughs> yeah. true. Um, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that... Um, I think they're taking a look at the length. They're taking a look at what people actually need. They're taking a look at their finish percentages. Um, and they're also taking probably a look at what I would recommend everybody in gaming doing RPGs or story-based stuff look at it, which is Yakuza. I mean, it's a freaking brilliant use of assets and they got freaking 14 games out of it. Yeah, that's fair. Japanese companies fair. in general are really good at reusing assets. And, making and nobody cares, right? Hey, Yakuza is great because they tell interesting stories and it's actually kind of cool to be like, oh, this is a decade later. Um, and oh, yeah. these things have changed and you get to you know have stories that interact with each other. I, to me, I would be looking at Yakuza if I were in charge of making games in an RPG context because they do so much with so little in terms of assets. Yeah, Camarucha has been the same thing for basically every single game. You know, you're in the same city almost, you know, aside from, you know, the ones that actually take place in, in place in uh, feudal Japan and uh, yeah, you like a dragon. But yeah, but, but yeah, they, and they've changed engines uh, a couple of times, but for generally, you're right. I mean, that's the way to do it. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think a lot of people assume that's a bad thing and every game has to be built from the ground up. And it's like, that's not the case. Uh, and you can't, I also find it funny. Um, you'll see these arguments sometimes where, uh, you know, people, the same people complaining about reused assets or this looks too samey or, you know, those type of comments will then be complaining that games take forever to make and that they're delayed. And it's like, well, you can't, you know, there's, there, there's ways that, to your point, Hogue, there's ways that companies, when they're planning out something like this, this is a perfect example, seemingly, we'll see how it gets delivered. Yeah, I mean, God uh, yeah, yeah we're, <laughs> we're projecting a little bit here, but this is this should be potentially a good model on how a new kind of RPG trilogy could be made, right? And I hope one of the things they did talk about, if you watch the full, they, there's a video you can find, we linked it on our site, you can find it on their channel, where it's kind of like an overview of all their announcements, and they did kind of talk about lessons learned which you feel they had to talk about lessons learned, right? Um, so you hope that they've kind of got this uh, ready to go in the sense of uh, developing kind of all three simultaneously. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just don't want people to laugh it off as in inherently ridiculous because I really think the industry should be looking more at the people that are doing good jobs with the assets. So I, if, if CD Projekt Red wants to, wants to try to do that, then I'm, I'm hey, go I, hit it. I, I, I think I, Sorry. The, Oh, no, not at all. The smartest thing that I think they did is they didn't commit to a time for number one, right? So it's, yes. invis it's invisible for what that pipeline is going to be in terms of creation to us. And then there's always a time where you could have hit the button. I mean, if you just imagine that you don't even tell anybody about Cyberpunk until, you know, moments before it releases, it doesn't feel like it's seven years. If you don't tell anybody about when you're planning to release Polaris, 14 delays internally, we don't see um, so you get those things in a row. And even if you had it on the shelf and you wanted to get a year into development at two, if that's what gave you the cushion that you wanted to cyberpunk for right or wrong, gave you a lot more money again. So, so you guys have, have your flush with cash to figure out how this works. And I'm, I'm entirely in favor of it. Witcher three is obviously one of my favorite games of all time. Um, yep. and I think even broaching a sequel to Witcher three is a tricky proposition. Oh um, yeah. So, oh yeah. I, I'm giving up. Yeah, I will say I, I 
I'm I'm happy to see Hogue hopeful about something in the games industry. And also, <laughs> um, I will say I I I kind of disliked the uh, a reaction from the industry, at least some of the people I follow on Twitter yep. to this, which was sort of like all you know the pessimistic kind of oh well so much for you know not worker crunch and stuff and it's like yeah give them a chance they're running their company we don't know what this looks like perhaps as hogue has mentioned maybe this isn't a is addressing crunch of not making a 300 hour game and making smaller stuff and reusing assets maybe this is part of that strategy and i would just say um let's not let us not judge before we know the facts let us calm ourselves and judging enjoy. before we know the facts yeah. is what twitter's for that's twitter <laughs> right we're talking here talking about pros blue checks or otherwise and i was this is where i get that's true this is where my full contrarian streak comes in is like okay look i've been dissing cdpr through 14 shareholder meetings and two board conversations and five lawsuits and they really really screwed up but that doesn't mean that they should just die they yeah. can try to improve and this is a plan that sounds like it could work. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. We got to give, uh, you know, we'll see how it turns out. And we all know they paid the price for what happened with cyberpunk. Um, and that, that damage was substantial to CD project red. So, uh, you know, you hope that to Hoag's point, they have learned and they, they're putting forth the best foot and the plan as they laid it out. I actually really enjoyed to your guys' point. We're only a quarter of the way through it. So yeah, I'll right. keep going here. Right. Um, Real quick, I'll shout out. We passed 150 people in the chat. Thank you all. Love having you here with us. Please uh, feel free to comment on the Cyberpunk and Witcher stuff with us. Um, and, and please hit, like hit that like button, yeah, if right. you will, please. Yeah, we're at 66 likes, 150 people watching. Please help us out. Uh, it definitely, as we always say, greatly, greatly helps the old Google algorithm. So, uh, so that is the trilogy. Separate of the trilogy, this is the other one that we think we heard a leak about several months ago. It's codenamed Canis Majoris or Canis Majoris. It is another full-fledged Witcher game outside of the Polaris trilogy. It's going to be developed by an external studio with a with an experience. This is what they said: an experienced studio who have worked on prior Witcher titles. So yeah. this could be the one we heard about, Please. which is going to be the prequel to the Witcher original Witcher trilogy with Geralt, where we possibly go back in time to look at uh, Vesemir or the Witcher school as it was kind of founding. Don't That's do that. We just do a just do a sequel to Thronebreaker. We need more of that. Well, I thought it was, was fantastic. When they, I like Thronebreaker. When they started their so description, good. I thought it might be Thronebreaker. Thronebreaker is great. Um, but I, when they say full fledged, I think people would take offense if it were the card game. <laughs> <laughs> they did make it sound like it was they, more they of a big RPG. Fledged, I think the full fledged gives away the game there. It's like, it's the uh, best it's, Witcher story. Uh, Thronebreaker's good. I, best Witcher yeah, story. Good lord, there's a lot of to yeah. choose from. I was behind you, but don't don't stretch it. You know? I, best I Witcher like story in a game. Yeah. Thronebreaker's fun. Thronebreaker has a lot of cool politics uh, and and kingdom discussions that i think travis and i both enjoy um, oh yeah there's some really good stuff in witcher 3 uh so yeah there is, um, there is. Uh, I, hey, I, I will also say witcher 3 is one of my favorite games of all time at, overall but like if you're just doing story to story i think throw breaker is better mm. 
The writing is so uh, damn good in that game. Silkenet says, um, and welcome, good morning. I don't remember seeing you in the chat before. If you have, I apologize. But he says CDPR's roadmap feels like what Riot is doing with League of Legends, where they're delegating the IP to external studios for different genres. They hope they get to Riot's success level at this right now. Um, but uh, yeah. It's a good strategy. Do it outside is. of your house what you aren't good at doing internally. Yeah. As long well, as you can oversee it properly, it can be a good strategy, yes. Well, I mean, expect everybody on Earth to have more Netflix titles. <laughs> I don't. I mean, Edge Runners uh, showed how that works. So we're going to get a lot more of everybody making TV shows. Uh, and some, games, some, right. some will probably even be okay to good. Will they have Chris Pratt? Uh, some will. Some will. He will voice. <laughs> God, I hope so. He will voice some of the characters. Troy Baker will voice all the others. <laughs> oh God! Um, somebody kill me, please. I, <laughs> I will say this, Ains, though, even if you are good at overseeing your external development partners, uh -huh. as we know, sometimes they will just publish your game without your consent and then sell it on the Nintendo store until you have to have it taken down. So who knows? Sometimes. Who knows what can happen in the beautiful world of games? There appear to be some shady publishers out there. Yeah. Gaming industry is fun. Um all right, so that was Witcher. Then they talked about Cyberpunk. And uh, as we already knew, Phantom Liberty, which is the expansion to 2077, is coming next year. Just they reconfirmed that. Um, Orion is the code name they're using for a new, what they describe, new AAA cyberpunk game in that universe. It is being developed by a new or growing uh, CDPR studio in Boston. They and shipped it to the U.S., folks. They did. So, uh, Powell. You know our uh, cyberpunk. Straight out of Poland. Yeah, so Pal Sasko, who is uh, he's one of the lead quest designers on Cyberpunk. He's very vocal on Twitter. He's done a lot of the live streams. He's moving to Boston and uh, helping to head this up. So this is cool. Uh, I was excited to hear that uh, they're going to continue to expand on uh, on the Cyberpunk IP because I feel they need to. So going to make a wicked Cyberpunk game. It is very interesting <laughs> choice to probably triple your labor costs on your video game development for one of your major platform titles. Uh, so it's interesting to see exactly why CD Projekt decided to go that direction. Yeah. Diego in the house, fell asleep last night feeling 42, woke up feeling 43. I, I'm happy gonna birthday? go ahead and presume yeah. that's your birthday. So happy birthday, my good friend. I hope you're birthday. doing well. I thought it was tomorrow, but yeah. I hope it is your birthday and you're just feeling old. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I woke yeah. up feeling 73. You had a creaky so, leg and you felt older. I get it. I hope I hope you're man. 30. I hope you're 30 and you went to sleep feeling 42 and woke he is up. He's not 30, older. but happy it's birthday. Depends on who your he college did. football team is, how old you feel when you go to sleep. <laughs> uh, Diego is, if you're not familiar, he does all of our graphic work here at Season Gaming and has for a long time. So big, oh, big nice. thank you. Well, after that joke, I think my oh, if he ever does a graphic of me, I'm gonna come out a little bit more goblin esque. Should we have uh, a graphic yeah. of you like a like a like a full on graphic design, Travis, for when he goes on like yeah. when he when he turns the camera off? Why not? We, we should. should we definitely should. <laughs> I'm waiting to get that level of Twitter fame where people send you art of yourself. I've not. I'm not that level yet. I'm sure both has that. I have I'm to sure say, it is awesome. Ninety percent of the time, and frightening ten. No, I, I want the frightening ones. I want to send my fiance like, dude, somebody did like this highly sexual drawing of me. Do you want to check that out? <laughs> Travis, that out. I will send you a picture somebody made of me with my face as a naked Care Bear. Um, <laughs> beautiful. You can, uh, that's, that's you can beautiful. enjoy that. I don't know if, if that will that do the... it for my fiance, but I'll send it to her. <laughs> Find that, that next week on Big Cast After Dark. 
yeah, after dark. <laughs> well, so Care Bears. So one of the things I do when I help people get likes and subscribes, which you should be doing right now on Season Gaming, is I, I jokingly <laughs> talk about Care Bear staring at the at the subscribe button. Uh, and so I have a fair number of very awesome pictures of me as a Care Bear, and a number of not of uh, frightening, <laughs> frightening Care Bear pictures. So there you go. Yeah, it's a good level of fame. <laughs> All right, so. We're still on CD Projekt Red. Sure. CD Projekt Red, they're also developing a new IP, not Witcher nor Cyberpunk, that they're codenamed Project Hadar. They did mention that this is in the absolute earliest stages of yeah, production. Yeah, I wouldn't have announced meaning, this one. No, they're working on literally the setting for the game and the foundation, which means so they, they, they launched, said they're going to make the a game. The idea of this presentation, hey guys, we're still a company. We're not going anywhere. Here's all the stuff we're definitely doing because we are still a studio. Travis, you want to be more cynical than that? You want to be more sure. circle that with me? Uh, uh, no, of, I don't, but let's do it. There's yeah. a lot of money going around the gaming industry, and anybody that might be interested in purchasing a Polish company might want to know that there's a U.S. presence and a pipeline of goods and services for the next seven to ten years. <laughs> Very well could be true. Got it. Um, and I'm, and I'll, I'm just I'll, saying... <laughs> and I'll use that as a segue to announce that uh, the last thing they said is that Marcin... Owinsky, who is the co-founder and joint CEO of CD Projekt Red, is submitting, he's step, not stepping down, but he's submitting his role, uh, his, uh, not application, but he's submitting for his candidacy, is the word I'm looking for, for the chairman of the supervisory board. He's handing over his duties to the board. He's moving from management to the board um, with an extra step in Poland, it sounded like, but certainly one that would be assumed to be a fait accompli because uh, you don't announce it in this way. Uh, if you don't just assume it's just a done deal. Um, so is he moving so, to a non-creative role is the idea? Yes, correct. Yes. He's moving yes. from management to the board. Um, and so... Says, uh, no, sorry. Lobster11 says Tencent coming in with the wands for that Polish kielbasa. Please, All I'm saying God, is no. the, other thing that you, the other thing that an acquirer might be concerned about is a founder slash founder level management creative that could otherwise cause problems for a changeover in management direction. So if you wanted to clear the decks for a potential phone call from somebody with a lot of one or otherwise, one of the things you might do is pre-clear your creative force from the CEO role to make sure everything was clean for a transition. I'm not saying that is going to happen because I have no greater knowledge of this, but I do know how these things look. And certainly you would announce a big pipeline if you wanted people to know that you had a big pipeline of potentially profitable products ready to go in the next decade. Don't do it. Damn. Don't do it, please. Travis is like, oh no, that makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. A lot of yeah. We'll see. And on that note, yeah, that's a, another segue for you. Because now we have to turn to our favorite weekly segment. It has now become as the acquisition turns. Oh so ho. We need that. We need a musical entry. I do. Yeah. I know. Um, no. okay. So, you know what I like to do? I, I kind of put you on the spot, even though it's not really putting you on the spot because you talk about this anyway a lot. I can um, talk about this. I know, but I'll give you 38 seconds this week. Okay. Um, <laughs> because what we heard this week was that Brazil uh, has approved the Xbox or Microsoft acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard with no concessions. And of course, as okay. you would expect, the Twitter community and particularly the Xbox community got onto the rooftops and chanted and celebrated and had cake and said it's a done All we game. ever needed was Brazil. All we needed was Brazil. Football is life! <laughs> as, as Brazil yeah. makes 
decisions all the other nations follow suit as i have do. gotten that question so many times this week travis i know i know and i just i kind of laughed at the the concept of so many uh of it's an economic powerhouse the united of, states just falls be, falls in line behind it when they make a decision like this i yeah. had a twitter i had somebody twitter comment to me and i said because I, I had said well, it's a very small market you would expect them to follow the large markets and that's, that's right. and i don't know if it was brazilian or not or just an xbox fan it's like it's it's, it's a large market i was like well it's an, it's an emerging market brazil is not to be, i like brazil fantastic but they're less than a billion in gaming industry um and then he's like well it's the same size as uk i was like well uk is it like seven billion so like it's about seven times lower um but you know hey okay um and uh yeah uh i am happy to talk about this on whatever front you would like so so at at the highest level because i I certainly don't want to get to a point where we spend 10 minutes on acquisition xbox talk every week that's my channel (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, in all seriousness, Hogue covers this in far better detail. On Watch his- Hogue's video. but We're going to talk about this again tomorrow because Microsoft actually did its version of a Twitter comment about how awesome it is yesterday. Uh, so that, we're going to be covering that tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, in short, Brazil's one of the jurisdictions that Xbox needs approval from. Basically, Microsoft needs approval from every jurisdiction where they want to sell Xboxes and video games into. Doesn't mean that they're of the same kind of size and caliber. The US, the EU, China, and the UK are the ones that are identified in their SEC filings as being the most important. US, EU, UK is not going to take its directives from Brazil. But if any of those jurisdictions decide that they do want to approve this deal without concessions or without restrictions, as Brazil puts it, you could expect some of the language that Brazil used to somehow find its way. And you like to backstop with other regulators if you can, but it's not going to drive them. So if they're already going to match up, they'll use some of that. If they're not, they're going to ignore it or they're going to differentiate whatever they're talking about. And it will be easy to do because Brazil did exactly what you want regulators to do. They focused on their own jurisdiction and their own citizenry. So huge swaths of this document say, well, Call of Duty is super popular, but not here. (laughs) <laughs> and we don't care. Uh, PlayStation is 60% of our market. Call of Duty doesn't appear on any of our top 10 lists for the last five years. So none of your arguments make any sense for Brazilians, Sony. Um, and we're going to press on. Now that, of course, doesn't guide the US, doesn't guide the UK, doesn't guide the EU. But people kind of get a little bit um, excited about an approval of this type. So right now the deal has been approved by Saudi Arabia and Brazil. Uh, and we would expect uh, the U.S. and the EU and the U.K. to potentially go a slightly different direction. Brazil has what I would describe as the historical view of antitrust. Um, and that what they wrote in their 300 paragraphs, which you can see me go over on my channel, uh, <laughs> is uh, effectively we're in charge of protecting competition, not competitors. Yes, this will give a competitive advantage to Xbox. That's allowed. We want our companies to spend our money and to invest in industries. Sony, get out of here. That is broad strokes. Like I said, 300 paragraphs, folks. Um, And certainly some folks that are psychologically, emotionally invested in this large multinational acquisition um, uh, took to the streets to proudly proclaim that it had happened. No, it won't drive anything in the future from the other bigs. Uh, but it is an interesting way to see because I think Brazil actually brought up some good points. The most interesting of which, and then I'll stop. I know I've gone over my 38 seconds, is that Brazil used the prevalence and popularity of the Nintendo Switch as a hammer in about five different places to say, Sony, if you can't participate in gaming without Activision, what's Nintendo doing, yo? (laughs) And they did it like that. 
in five yeah. separate places. And it's like, yeah. okay, maybe Nintendo is going to cut off most of the arguments from some of these jurisdictions that are more inclined to look at antitrust as it has historically looked and not what I would describe as a more activist presence in what we are anticipating will be activist regulators in the EU, the UK, and the US. How is that? Yeah. Excellent. Way too long. <laughs> I would have just said it doesn't matter unless it's the US or EU. That's motive and why. It doesn't not matter. I mean, it, I, it, look, man, it, I make it, videos it, on this stuff. I'm not going to disclaim it matters. I was going to say it's it's interesting <laughs> as a uh, it's interesting just to see and and to read and to understand. But I think where it got lost and I, and the joke I was making earlier is that people were seemingly thinking or believing that this signified something towards the yeah. Union. You know, as, when as I think of the doesn't. leaders, when I think of the leaders of the international stage, I think Brazil and Saudi Arabia. They're really at the forefront of you know. If you go into my comments right now on that video, you will have a series of people say, well, doesn't the FTC have to take this as precedent? The one thing that I would impart on people, and I do this on my channel, I do it elsewhere, is that international law, and this is one of the very first things they will teach you in international law class in law school, international law is a lie. There is no international law. <laughs> Brazil does not control the U.S., does not control China or the EU or the U.K., and none of those jurisdictions control each other. So if you're making a multinational acquisition, one of the things you're doing is you're sitting back there, you're Phil Spencer, or more likely you're the lawyers and you're Sachin Adela, and you're saying, okay, <laughs> let's figure out what these jurisdictions are looking for, what they're looking at, and what they might want. Um, and so that's why in, I think it's February, a month after the deal is announced, you have Phil Spencer go out there and say, of course, we're not going to take Call of Duty away because they had identified after they had an unsuccessful attempt to pre-negotiate a Call of Duty contract with Sony that this was going to be a stumbling block for Sony and that Sony might turn on them and try to bite them. Now, I have to admit, I didn't anticipate Sony doing what it's doing, which is apparently going whole hog uh, in the public on this, which I don't think is great for the industry, period. But we could talk on that another time. Uh, but Microsoft had identified that. And then it's a matter of, okay, if the FTC is going to be a little bit activist. The EU is going to be a little bit activist. What can we give them as a kind of unified set of concessions? Because we don't want to have to be thinking about selling 16 different versions of Xbox or Game Pass or licenses. So we yeah. have to try to get all of these jurisdictions into something that they generally agree on without giving up too much stuff. And that is a ridiculously tricky job. The legal fees for this, either internally or externally, will be enormous, not $70 billion enormous. So then the lawyers can write their bills all they want because it's not going to be anywhere near the actual deal size. But that's the goal. And Brazil saying, I, we don't care. I would have told you, especially in January, before I saw a little bit more of the politics happening here, that none of these smaller jurisdictions were likely to do anything uh, about this. That bare minimum, they'd hold. Um, and then wait for one of the bigger jurisdictions that they could follow. I think Australia is currently holding um, to see what the U.S. does. Uh, and uh, that's the most you would get from the smaller jurisdictions. And I'm sorry. Yes, billion dollars is a lot of money in Brazil, but you're not driving the conversation. Very fair. Very fair. So I... Uh... I don't know. I, I think you give excellent context. As I said, if you want more detail and you want Hogue to really break it down, obviously check out his channel. If you're watching this, you should be checking out his channel anyway. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, it's nice just to cover this at a high level because every every time something happens with this acquisition or even other acquisitions, I see just these crazy narratives on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, God, guys, please calm down. And let, can we talk about this realistically? And, and you do that very well. So it's nice. I'm doing to, my best. I think we're yeah, making inroads. <laughs> I think so. I really do. I, I really do. So with that, making inroads is what Chris Pratt is trying to do with his voice for 
Mario. It's a bit stretched, so but I still like the attack. I, I tried. I tried. We got the Super Mario Brothers movie trailer this week. And I, sure I, I'll, I'll start I'll start with my thoughts because I'm actually relatively optimistic on this trailer. Um I, I I'm gotta be get my girls review when it comes to me. You'll see. Oh, it's great. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I, I watched this trailer. I liked it. I thought they touched on some of, uh, you know, kind of these classic tropes of uh, the Mario games. And I, I like the look of it. I like that uh, what it has potential to be. So I'm, I'm actually quite excited for it. The big thing, of course, was Pratt's voice of Mario in the, in the U.S. dub or whatever you want to call it. Because the dubs in the other countries are, are vastly different, by the way. Um, oh, I think the most popular version of the trailer on YouTube uh -huh. right now is the French. <laughs> okay. Um, but I don't I don't really care. Like I, I agree. It doesn't sound great, but I, I don't really care. That's not going to make the movie for me. If the movie's good, the movie's good and I'll watch it and enjoy it. I, I'm at the point now, I think with a lot of this entertainment, we get so much entertainment. I was thinking about that this week. So many games and so many movies and so many shows and so much entertainment that if, if something like this comes out in a, in a vein that I'm interested in, I'll watch it. If it's good, great. If it's not, oh, well, I just, I can't, I'm not as heavily invested, I think, as I used to be. So I hope it's good. It looks okay to me. Um, I'm excited to see it. And if it's, if it's bad, it'll be bad. So be it. Well, there's certainly wisdom and never uh, having any kind of emotional attachment to a video game movie. Um, I will say somebody who's had their heart broken a number of times and now what broke your heart the most, Travis? What what game movie broke my heart the most? Fast oh, and Furious. It's probably what it no, was. what? No, first he's not. Well, that was smart. a movie first. How dare you? Uh, and it's yeah. amazing. It's uh, uh, like it's, amazing's you know, a strong word. Amazing. Ten out of ten. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you. I, on I, the I wouldn't get fast. I thought you might be able to pull one. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. You know that broke sure, my heart. Uh, I mean, that could have been such a good, such a good. It, it's almost built for t for a movie, and they just. I'll give you one. When they said Mark Wahlberg was Sully in Uncharted, that just. Oh, Uncharted. I'll right be honest. I, I I I couldn't even watch that movie because I just I saw the trailer and I went no, like that's not how <laughs> I want to think of those characters. So see, for um, me, it's going to be Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Because Oof. I don't mind oh. that movie that much as a movie, but it captures none of what I love about Final Fantasy. Yeah, this is brutal. Yeah, so there's there's too many of them. But I will say this: I I think um, the world was was very there. Like the whole scene with Bowser coming out and the penguins. I was just like, oh, this feels like Mushroom Kingdom. I I really like that. Um, I didn't have a problem with any of the voices, including Chris Pratt's, which, you know, we heard five words or whatever, but I don't yeah. think they could have done a, a stereotypical Italian uh, accent in America. I don't think that that would have been palatable to the general audience of, of the United States personally. So I, I don't have a problem something. with He's he's doing There's something. something it, sounded like it, was, it sounded like a Brooklyn kind of like think, he was going for that. I think he's going a little thing. bit like that. Yeah, yeah that's I'm what it sounded the like to me. Kingdom. But... Yeah, but I don't. I don't think he could have done a. You know, what cool... <laughs> it sounded like he's right. That's what it sounded like. It sounded like he was like going. For the, uh, it is going for. He was going for what plumbers sound like. Italian plumbers that it's, live in like the Bronx. Yeah. Travis is right. We our our sample size is like nothing it's nothing and i really don't <laughs> think that that should be the i don't think it should be that chris pratt's fine if the movie is good chris pratt being not your favorite voice is really the least important thing about it and that's I'll my put point this out yeah. There. yeah it's it's like the least important thing and i'll put this out there we don't have any even like decent movies based on games so if this one ends up if the worst thing about this movie is chris pratt's voice I'll be I'll I'll be struck by how amazing this movie is by comparison. 
Well, and I, I mean, know, I, I know, Hogue, I know you're going to pick that we do have some movies that are good that are bad. Uh, sir, I would good. refer you to the Halo TV show. Thank you very much. Oh, God. Yes. That, oh, was, that was a great example. <laughs> if, we're, if we're allowing TV <laughs> shows, the, the discussion st uh, starts and ends at Arcane. Um, okay. Well, those are shows. Uh, that's right. I, true. Yeah. And yeah. I said, if we're allowing TV shows, gotcha. I, I, I fully yeah. lawyered that. For sure. For sure. <laughs> the but people point at Sonic. I saw somebody in the chat do that. Yeah. But, okay, but Sonic yeah. is that typical Hollywood take the piss out of the game idea by putting it in the real world. Like we know that plot line. Hollywood does that all the time. That isn't right. a Sonic movie as much as it's a movie with Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Mario looks to be a Mario movie, as best we can tell from that teaser, at least. I'll say this. I'll say this in, that I said in Twitter. First, I don't love celebrity laden animated movies like i don't like that i don't like to immediately have a picture of the celebrity in the sound booth as they try to say whatever it is they are saying i thought jack black came across as jack black being bowser especially when he's grabbing the star oh, um, that was jack black i didn't even that was crazy. well there you go That's <laughs> See, I, I, but here's the thing i don't know celebrities that well so i'm okay. sort of i'm probably not well and then they and then they do that thing which to me is always an indicator of i don't this is not going to be my kind of movie where they throw up all the celebrities at the end it's like great awesome. yeah um whatever uh you know charlie day as luigi is not going to be what i had wanted for luigi i know that, that uh, and i like perfect. charlie day I like yeah, it sounds perfect. I don't he said, he, Travis he's, is he's all, all in. This is fine. This is not what Rick likes. Okay. I don't have to yeah. <laughs> in any event. So I Chris Pratt sounded like he was doing nothing, but I also think as a teaser, I, I don't know that they even had his voice done yet. Like teasers are teasers. Um, I will tell you, as I promised, that my girls, when they saw this, uh, especially my oldest, absolutely loved like the animation styling in particular of like the the angry penguins you're gonna say yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and like the shot out of them throwing snowballs and bowser not caring and they use an ice cube to knock over one of the koopas and he takes it fully on the face and like <laughs> they were laughing all the all in on that kind of stuff it makes me very However, happy Hug. thank you yeah no and so they're in on the animation um on the voices this was interesting my oldest didn't care my oldest was like that's all that's all fine that's bowser it's mario whatever my youngest immediately goes well, that's not them. This feels weird. Um, and <laughs> seriously, I'm not. I'm not joking. Now, it wasn't Bowser, and it wasn't Bowser Mario. Doesn't have a voice, yeah. It wasn't Bowser, and it wasn't Mario that drew the strongest reaction. It was their toad. She uh, goes, "That's oh, not Joe. That, that was Keegan Michael Kay. She it sounds. She goes, nothing like him. She straight up. Like, she straight up goes, "That is it. not Toad." And then she did six lines of how Toad should sound um in in my room and i'm like well honestly they should have cast you because that's a pretty good toad you got there <laughs> um but uh yeah so uh the hogue house is definitely going to see this movie sure. i have no expectations stream for it, it. stream it i i think that would be illegal i think it's gonna be in the theater <laughs> what, do, what do we do we follow the rules here or are we renegades dear michigan <laughs> bar association we yeah. follow the rules <laughs> um, <laughs> So no, I, I mean, look, I, we'll we'll take a look at it. We might do a post mortem. I might have the whole client on. Who knows? Uh, but I think that it is going to be very popular with the group that it's aimed at. Um, oh yes, and I think it's very colorful and it's very charming looking. I don't tend to like illumination stuff as much as the rest of my family. Um, so what I'm the wrong person as somebody who doesn't minions. know anything about this. Minions. Oh God. Yeah, it's the Minions group. Minions makes a lot of money as this. Oh, I know, movie. I know. But you yeah, can see it. If you actually look at Mario, you can see they have like a very specific house style for human beings. 
Um, he's got, he's, he's a, he is an illumination Mario. Um, yeah. and so we'll see, they, they do celebrities, you know, they did, they did all sorts of things, uh, but are very popular and my family likes it more than me. I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a big time winner. I do yep. think the other thing I will add to this, and then I will let everybody else talk is, you know, Nintendo did a Nintendo direct, which was a lie because it's a movie and not video games, but they did a Nintendo direct on this and they had like two zoom calls, one with Chris Pratt and one with Jack Black. And I wanted to add this as well, because um, Chris Pratt, you know how I commented during, I think it was the game awards, but it might've been a different show on how much I hated how the rock did his promotion of whatever crap he was promoting yeah. the energy yeah. drink. Is that the energy drink and, yeah. Chris Pratt was worse. And what, my daughter actually said on this was he, he is making me feel uncomfortable. Like it was, <laughs> that's what she said. Like it was like a hostage video. I highly recommend people check it out. And I said, look, I don't think, I think he gets way too much crap from Twitter. He puts cheeks in seats. He's clearly a popular actor. Get out of here with whatever. But like, he was not invested in promoting that movie. So it goes from Shigeru Miyamoto looking just over the moon that there's a Mario movie to Chris Pratt looking like he's in a hostage video to Jack Black being fully Jack Black, but you have wildly different energy levels between the hostage video. And then Shigeru Miyamoto being like, oh, this is so awesome. And then opening the trailer and Chris Pratt stood out like a sore thumb. My wife posits that he's over being in movies at all. I don't know whether that's in fact the truth, <laughs> but it was honestly, it was uncomfortable. My daughter nailed it. Your, your daughter seems yeah, like I like the penguins. I agree with your daughters on that. I thought that whole opening sequence was great. With but I had to tell them that that probably wasn't like in the movie proper, or like or or a major part of the movie because they're like, we're just going to see the penguins. Probably like, the opening would be my guess, like the first thirty seconds. Seems to be capturing stars from various kingdoms. It might be a number of them, but like, um, yeah, it's like those those penguins aren't really in them. Don't go to see the penguins. You got to set your daughter's expectations right. <laughs> I think it's going to make a ton of money. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, I showed it to my wife, who is definitely not into video games, and the only video game she really does play when she does play video games is the Mario, the first Mario game. Oh, cool! Literally, maybe Mario three. She's like, oh yeah, this is great. Legend. She's yeah. She's like, this is this is amazing. She's like, we're definitely going to see this. This is going to be really really good. I'm like, yeah. There you go. You have it from our. You have it from our sample size average American gamer. Yes. That that. They're they're gonna like this this movie. There you go. By the way, I mean, Beast Mode says in the chat. By the way, Angry Birds movies are really good. I was surprised at how good the Angry Birds movie was. Good. Excuse me. That was a weird sentence. You know what them. I meant? I did. Them. We didn't know what you meant. Yeah. You know, look, I, yeah. the thing of it is, is it looks like it might have good graphics, which we know is what gets Dan to go to anything anyway. Um, <laughs> and then we don't have any idea of what they're gonna do with the story. My fear would be it'll be meta contextual, celebrity laden nonsense um, that illumination kind of leads into if you watch sing Whoa. for instance from them um so. I, I think it's going to be reverse of that old uh super mario movie we have where you know mario gets put into the real world clearly chris pratt's version of mario doesn't come from the mushroom kingdom i think he's going to get like some dude on the, some plumber in the bronx is going to get sucked down a toilet and he's going to come in out into the you know super mario mushroom kingdom or whatever oh, i think he's going to something like that if i'm them he starts in new donk city Right, like it's it's going to be New Donk City is where he gets grabbed from as a plumber in, oh. in Nintendo's version of New York already. That's a good idea. Did they? Uh, yeah, by I the way, be, I, I bet you, I bet you it won't be that. Did they give a release date? Did they did April seven. I want to say. Okay. All right. Cool. Get your know. taxes done and go watch Mario. <laughs> 
I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, I hope it's good. I, I, I know it's going to uh, do well in the theater. I think um, one thing I wanted to mention, which I just Mario forgot. Is an isekai. Yeah. Oh, sorry. An isekai is an anime trope where somebody gets uh, thrown into another universe or world. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, it was a great, way, great, uh, great comment from a, a fellow anime watcher, G-Man. Enjoy there you it. go. Uh, well, Dan, I'm, you you're mentioned your wife. Did say it was an isekai trailer. That's your friend Gene Park. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> um, there is, um, if you weren't aware, this is a random plug since we're talking about Mario. A guy on Mario Maker Two for the Switch. There's a guy who has been making a spiritual successor to Super Mario World for like seven years. He started in Mario Maker 1. He migrated everything to Mario Maker 2 and rebuilt it. And he just released it last week where it's like 37 levels in a world where he calls it Super Mario Brothers 5. So he his whole goal was to make a new 2D classic 16-bit Mario game in the vein of Super That's Mario amazing. World, but to make a fully fledged out Nintendo 2D Mario game. Uh, I actually tried it. It's the first time I've turned on my Switch in months. Uh, I played the first level. It's really good. Uh, you can find it. If you just look it up on Twitter, look it up on Google, you'll find it. But it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. That's so awesome. if you like classic Mario and you have Mario Maker 2, it's free to go find his creator code and play it. This is just a corporate lawyer in me, but why in the world would you spend that much effort building something on somebody else's non-monetizable platform? Well... That's not the lawyer yeah. in you. That's the capitalist in you, Hoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know is the answer. Uh, I certainly wouldn't do it, but he did, and it's awesome. So why not? Cool. Why not maybe, cool. maybe maybe he's building skills to make his own platformer. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But it, it's when I saw it on Twitter, I was like, ah, oh, I, I that's interesting. Let me check this out. And I was blown away. Like, yeah. Well, like amazing. in Dreams, for instance, there was like a Twitter ad for like a new like 3D platformer. And I literally was looking at it going like, oh, I'll, I'll buy that. What, when does it come out? And it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's a dreams campaign. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. well, now I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's dreams um, with Mario, a 2D Mario 5. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So a couple updates on uh, games coming out. So Dead Space this week, we got uh, new footage on it. Um, we got, uh, what do you call it? Uh, new screenshots to kind of new uh, details on how the remake is. You know, uh, things like uh, you're going to be able to uh, traverse the entire Ishimura. It's not going to be broken up into segments anymore. The entire ship is kind of accessible throughout the whole game. Um, you know, they're making other updates like that. And of course, they announced a collaboration to release a collector's edition with limited run games, which these guys uh, made fun of me immediately for because I said... Uh, I'm getting that wow. that 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 one to one scale helmet because I want Isaac's helmet, and these guys told me that it looked hideous. That's what by the they time told that me. game by the time that game comes out, Limited Run and Embracer might be owned by the Saudi Prince and family. So you know, we'll see how it goes. That's true. Very <laughs> true. <laughs> that that oh, so I'll say this: the Dead Space looks great. That helmet is butt ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Oh man. I'm sorry, dude. It, it it looks like a cosplay made, like somebody made like made it from their house out of like cardboard and. Well, anything that's going to be mass produced, well, is only gonna be so 
is only going to be so great, but it's like, it's an industrial mining hat. Even if you're being fully within your, uh, like lore. And I'll say this, Ains, I think the only reason that helmet looks cool is because it does the dead space thing where it goes, do, 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 coom, 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 coom. And if you don't get that in the helmet, it's just a stationary, you put it on, it looks stupid. It looks ridiculous. Until they have the tech to make it go, do, 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 and come down your thing. It's going to look dumb. They need the Iron Man full like effect. You know what I mean? That, I think they that's my problem. They couldn't sell the $2,000 collector's edition. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why why did they just do the plasma cutter? That would have been way they, better. They did that in Dead Space too. I have the oh, plasma cutter. <laughs> yeah, come on, Dan. I'm out of touch with my collectibles. Try and keep up, Dan. I got Isaac's Keep up with Isaac's plasma cutter. I got 15 of them sitting over here and four of them in a box I got Isaac's dog tags. One edition had a model Ishimura. I got it all. They had to do the hat. He's got all of the equipment of Isaac, and he's been working for the past 10 years to make his body look like a necromorph. So he's just all in on the Dead Space world building. He's got it all. Uh, I tell you, I, the same. The all, I, Dead Space looks great. Dan is in. The graphics look amazing. I will say this. They continue. Dan is in the graphics. They continue <laughs> to worry me. that the, the description of the game includes like expands narrative elements to whatever. And it's like, oh, God, help me. So I actually <laughs> talked to uh, Zach at, at Season Gaming. And he's like a gigantic horror fan and Dead Space yeah. nerd. Like all the comics. Like he's like hardcore into it. He knows way more about it than me. So what he called out is that uh, Isaac and the other female are now voice acted. They're talking. Um, yeah, they're voice acted by these professional voice actors. And um, I don't know. He he was extremely excited about it. So, well, I guess we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. Troy Baker? No, no it's, it's not, not Troy Baker. Baker. They, got the, they got the guy that spoke in Dead Space 2. Oh, okay. They got Isaac. Yeah. I mean, it's Isaac. It's just he yeah, didn't speak as much. If at all, yeah. did Isaac ever speak? Yeah. I don't remember, honestly. Isaac speaks. I haven't played it in, in one? years. Not in one. Okay, wait. So I, I if he did, it was little bits. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you don't have no, him don't exactly memorized as whether one character from an EA game that got abandoned a decade ago is actually speaking. I'm thinking at the end of the game, the the with the twist and the the uh, holocron. I don't know that he reacts yeah. with words. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think he doesn't talk, but not one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he definitely speaks in two. Yeah, so anyway, I think they got they got the two Isaac and they brought him back to the one. Are they yeah, are so, they doing the whole trilogy or is it just the first game that we know of? Just the first game. So I am far. sure EA is happy to make more dead spaces if this sells like gangbusters, but they are not committing. Make that. a four. What are they doing? Anyway. Well, I also learned because three wasn't really my jam. I never fully finished three. Um Three's really good. No, I never finished three, but Zach was telling me that the end of Three had a DLC expansion, right? And he said that expansion ends on a giant, giant cliffhanger. And then they basically just ended the games. Um, so he's, you know, the, the, the hardcore Dead Space fans are, um, you know, hopeful that this brings it back. We'll see. Um, but, I mean, I'm just super happy as a, as a horror kind of, you know, gamer that we get Callisto Dead Space and Resident Evil 4 remake in a span of three months. To me, that's like I'm in heaven with what's coming well yeah i mean i think that's fun remakes can be fun i i feel the same way about suikoden's next year because we got oh, yeah. the one and two and we got eoden chronicles within like four months yeah so yeah 
Sweet it in that that is an announcement I didn't expect. Sweet it in one and two returning. Wow. With real yeah. like real work done to them. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I assume as soon as you said it's like great, I can play it on my current systems, but they're gonna be like junk, you know, like Chrono Cross type type remaster. But no, they look like they're real. So yeah, cool. they look good. All right, we got uh we also got the new need for speed announcement this week. Um Did we so need get it. I didn't get it. <laughs> I could rant about this for a while, so I'll try <laughs> to stay uh I'll try to stay in in form here but need for speed unbound is coming on december 2nd same day as close to protocol funny enough uh it is new gen only so ps5 xbox series consoles pc it features and i don't know who these people are i'm gonna be honest with you but it features asap rocky Ooh. uh awge and the composition of the soundtrack is done by brodinski sweet you know who asap rocky is well, I know it's Rihanna's husband. That's, Who? Uh, that's all you gotta know. Get out of here. Rihanna's Sorry. husband. Yep. That so, umbrella girl? Did you yeah. just say who? <laughs> At Stan's make believe girlfriend, Hogue. You gotta be careful. She Rihanna? Had, she had really? Rihanna. The umbrella. Yeah. Wow, he adores Rihanna. He adores. I mean, her. Rihanna, Rihanna is amazing. So that's yeah. Yeah. someone's it. laughing at me for saying ASAP. I don't know. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, uh so, what, what, what is ASAP usually? How is that usually pronounced? Uh, ASAP. There we go. He got it. Okay. All right. Is that's him. ASAP Rocky. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, they've got some popular musicians. And he's in the game. Rocky is. He's in the game. Is he an actor? As a character in the game. Everyone's an actor if they're in something, Hook. The yeah. bar for being an actor is that you were a character. It's like some Greek even, even if that character is out. yourself, it still counts. If you're an you're an actor, if you're acting, yeah, okay. You don't even have to act like another person. If you appear in something accredited, you're an actor as yourself. Yeah. So, like the people that do the Sports Center inserts on a sports movie that are still just doing Sports Center, but with fake facts, they're actors now. Correct. Anderson wow. Cooper is an actor because he reports fake news in some movies. Anderson Cooper's an actor because he pretends not to be a Vanderbilt. Um, but yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I, how if, did I know you were going to have some witty repartee <laughs> about Anderson Cooper when I brought up his name? I just knew there was something coming out of you. My favorite bit there. of Anderson Cooper lore is that he quits doing the mole after the people in the mole throw him into a lake. And you can see it on camera how much he hates being in reality television. This is not how a Vanderbilt is treated. <laughs> no idea what what we're referring to, but I'll I'll keep it on. Go back to Need for Speed here. Uh, the graphic style is uh, a mix of street art and graffiti, um, and there's a lot of plays within this game, according to the description on their site, that it takes place kind of like it's like the next generation of their Underground series. So you'll be, you know, uh, racing, doing a lot of street racing, getting away from police, doing heists, those types of things. The whole thing is about building your reputation, earning money, and uh, of course, customizing your cars. They said one thing on the site, um, if I could find it, about like there being ability to like do custom wraps. On your car, and I got to be honest oh, with you. On your car, I. Th <laughs> so this is a thing in the in the car where you do custom music. 
that you no, wrap you do in- like people wrap their car. So instead of repainting, <laughs> which is very costly and expensive, right? Sure. It says transform your car with unique wraps and cutaways. And this is literally a quote from the site, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stunt on the competition with customizable win poses. And I got to be honest with you that the car guy in me kind of died a little when I read this. Um, I like that sounds- even, in a, even in a video game, we need to be frugal and do a wrap instead of a repainting. <laughs> I like that idea. That's very it's, funny. Yeah. It's got the, the corporate messaging has a, has a has a lot of hello, fellow kids vibe to it. I will say that. Yeah. It does. Uh, RJH, I'm sorry. It, it literally referenced Underground in their in their um, press release. That's not what Underground was. Actually, yeah, I know. And it's, it's, uh, it kind so of to is. Me, to me, the worst part about this announcement right now is that it, it reminds me so much of Heat, which is their last game, which I consider to be an Underground-type game. And uh, what I wanted from the Need for Speed is at some point to go back to what I think of as the Need for Speeds that I really like, which is like winding country roads and like fall leaves flying with like police lights after me. Um, yeah. Like that, that's what I think of. Um, and that's, this is not that guys. <laughs> no, no, this is definitely different. Um, I was trying to see if there's anything else and I've got the, the summary here from their site. Um, but time is money. Find the fastest way to earn enough cash to enter the weekly qualifiers, make it to the ultimate race called the grand is what it's called. Uh, the original scores by Brodinski. He's a producer who built a connection between European techno and the Atlanta trap scene embodies the underground culture that races through the heart of Lakeshore. Lakeshore being the uh, city that this takes place. It's the beating heart of this place we invented. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, So there you go. Um, As I said this week, I'm very, very excited for Forza Motorsport. I believe that the uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remaster uh, is available right now at 90% off for $3 on your PlayStation 4 if you're interested. Uh- <laughs> wow. No need for speed. Need for speed. Oh, it's like they just don't know what to do with it. Like they keep trying to reinvent it and maybe this will hit. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not the market for this game. Maybe it'll do great, but I don't know. The one thing, the only promising thing, if you're not aware, is Need for Speed nowadays is bought by Criterion or made by Criterion because EA bought Criterion, and Criterion actually has some really strong DNA in racing, like games. Oh, Criterion's uh, they, great. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. So I, well, I have for... to imagine it'll feel good. Um, I just don't care for the the approach they're but taking. I like Heat more Criterion, than I could. Criterion but... is Criterion is known for racing games and releasing vintage movies. That's right. It's the Burnout Collection from Criterion. <laughs> Criterion um, Collection. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just what bothers me is I like their reinvention, and this feels much too close to Heat for me. I had expected them to go and bounce off to one of their other directions. Yeah, I'm not excited about this game. Real Radic. There was a Need for Speed movie starring Aaron Paul in 2014. This is one of my guilty pleasure go-to movies. I believe it has a Rotten Tomato score of 20. Excuse me. I can't come. I'm on the live on. I'm told it's an emergency. I'll be back, gentlemen. <laughs> Excellent. I well, uh, I can speak. Yeah. I can attest to the Need for Speed uh, movie uh, starring Aaron Paul being quite bad. But uh, yeah, I'm. Um, I'm not excited about this game, and I I wish that they, because honestly, a hybrid car game with like RPG or story elements that that like really gets into it with like illegal street racing and and you could 
you know, tell a story and do that. That's what I thought. What was the last one they did? It was like wanted or something like that. What was the, it wasn't the, wanted. The most it was a most heat. recent one. Was it called heat? Was that the I'm one I sure. played where there were like dude bros, like talking about, Oh yeah, you need to go undercover illegal street racing sort of stuff. I, I can't really remember that, uh, that storyline, but it could be I so good. The furious. I mean, that's what it, no, it's basically that's what you're describing. <laughs> It was something uh, like he is the last one, but um, yeah. I'm, well, the funny thing is, right? Like Fast and Furious, as much as I make fun of the movies, a game that kind of plays like that could be very good. Um, but I don't think that's been delivered in that vein. Yeah, Joshua Ford asks how I can dislike the Need for Speed movie as a true Fast and Furious fan. I never said I disliked it. I like that movie a lot. I just think it's a bad movie, but that's okay. You can like bad movies. Um, sure. Yeah. It's yeah, it's good. It's it's you know stupid popcorn uh, junk food movie, uh, but yeah, I I um I I I my in my mind, my biggest problem with some of the Forza stuff, and I love the Forza games. I love Forza Motorsport. I love uh, uh, Forza Horizon. My biggest problem is that they don't spend enough time telling the story, and they don't give you kind of like a a second thing to do. They don't give you like that the the base to hang out at or uh or you know all the, all the storytelling is done in a car yeah you, you want I mean? you want more of a person story that has cars yeah i want there yeah. i want there to be like a story where the you know like how thronebreaker is a witcher game but the gameplay is cards i want to have like a proper either action adventure game or a an rpg game where the gameplay is cars like yeah why why doesn't that exist in our modern day and it seems like nobody's nobody's really nailed that and i th i feel like need for speed is the brand to do it like it could be because that's not forza's thing forza is never going to be that and no. they don't want to be that because they're doing what they're doing right now gran turismo definitely is never going to be that and so there's like a void i think that could easily be filled by this brand that seems poised to do it like it's like it's like the perfect one to do it and they keep screwing it up so I've not, I've not obviously played this game. I'll, I'll probably play it when it comes out. I played the last one, which was just a, which was just a bad, a bad game. And I don't think their story was good or the writing was good. And also the, the, even the driving was, was kind of crappy. Uh, but, uh, I, I just, there's, there's a void here to be filled and I hope that they keep trying and, and maybe put some actual effort and, and thought into it more than they, they seem to have done in the past. Could be great. Yeah. It, it feels like they're, they're walking that line right it's like they're trying to set up characters they're getting obviously uh professional people or big names i should say to be in their game it feels like they want to walk that line of having this uh character kind of relationship in their games but they're not they're just not taking that step and i i don't know why they wouldn't because there's a lot of racing games on the market and you know as as much as we talk about the gran turismo and the forces there's a lot of others but i think that no one else has really broken through at that same level in recent times. Anyway, need for speed used to be huge, of course. Um, but I don't know if this is going to be the thing that do it. And I think to your point, if, if they took a few years, step back, you have criterion to develop the racing aspects, but combine that with another studio that can write a story and kind of develop some meaningful, uh, I'll use RPG mechanics here as a, a light kind of sense, but you know what I mean? Something where you're kind of character building, and developing those relationships combined with the racing, you could have something pretty special. I, I think it'd be hard to do. I mean, it'd be just really it would, especially since if if you're if you're if all of your gameplay is just driving, 
I mean, that's that's just tough. I mean, if you could somehow merge, you know, like maybe a first person, third person, whatever, you know. So, I don't I know, think, man. I, I, think I mean, it doesn't hard. seem that hard to me, right? If the story is about illegal street racing and like making a name for yourself, dude, there's a halfway decent story in like a a 2K b- basketball game. Isn't there, or, or is the the FIFA storyline, no, the FIFA are one where you play? Uh, they did, player. they did one in Madden, they did one in FIFA. I don't know how good yeah. they are and played them. The Madden one like, is it, bad. If, if, I think bad. that yeah, I didn't play the Madden one. The, like yeah. they're the, the if 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 you are there for the gameplay, what what can be harmed by co- contextualizing each of the races and events behind like a story and you know adding characters to it and like making it? I I feel like if you can make a good game and a good story where your primary gameplay mechanic is cards, which has nothing to do with anything and is probably less palatable than, uh, you know, a, a high octane racing game. Why couldn't you do it with racing? It just seems so obvious. I've just been waiting for a game like that for a long time. Cause I love racing games, but for me, I get burned out on like a Forza motorsport because you run a couple circuits and you win a couple trophies. You get like a, the top three cars you you wish you could own in real life. And then you're sort of like, all right, I'm done. I you 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 just fall off it pretty quick. At least I do. Um, and and I I feel like if there was something to kind of like reel me in and keep me playing, that would be yeah. so so damn cool. Yeah, I know I know that F1 does like a a story career in there, but F1's a whole different ballpark, right? In terms of it is cars and racing. Also- I, I reviewed a couple of those and I don't remember the story being much. It was basically like no 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 it's it's new. It's part of their new game. Oh 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 it's it's coming up. Okay. Like like F1 2022 I believe has like this yeah, I don't know how good it is, but I know it has it. I played a little bit of it. That's I've cool. got a Bert plays F1 religiously every year, so he talks to me about it. Um and then RJ uh, RJH says aren't they alienating some players who don't know or care who these real people are? If they had at least added some people that are involved with cars, it would make more sense. Um, I, I, I guess it depends on the market they're going for. Yeah, they're trying to bring more say? people in. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. This is a move for them to do the opposite, where they're saying, "Hey, let's get people you recognize, so that maybe you'll check it out, and then you'll you find recognize out the artist. You'll go yeah. play the game. Yeah, exactly. And then and then you play it, and you go, oh, this is actually good. I wouldn't have played this normally. Hopefully, yeah, so. yeah. Well, How we doing, uh, Hogue? Hogue, you all right? Everything okay? Yeah, I got to go. Um, so I just want to give you a chance to extra or, or I don't know how close we are to finishing up. So, uh, we, we have one more topic, but that's fine. If you got to go, you got to go. Go ahead and tell people where they can find you. Sure. Well, well I'm at the Hoglaw Twitter and Hoglaw YouTube channel. You got lots of stuff, the kind of which I talk about here. Um, so please do check out those and put that like and subscribe in for season gaming. They deserve it. Thank you, brother. I hope all is well. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. All right. And now let's talk about The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, I hope everything's okay, obviously. Uh, Me too. We will, we will let... Uh, re- uh, re- I was going to say we'll let readers know. My old man brain came out for a second. But we'll uh, we'll let everyone know uh, Just for a what's second. going on with her. Uh, <laughs> Not with every <yeah>. sentence. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, it's made by Criterion. I, I'm pretty confident the game will probably have some cool racing and some cool elements to it. I hope it's good as always. Uh, it's just... Again, as we, we, I keep trying to stress, right? It doesn't make the game bad. It's not for me, right? There's plenty of games that aren't for me. As there's nothing wrong with that. So I hope I would it's even good. be okay with them having like musical artists be as actors and all that stuff. And they, I just, it, 
I the tone of this struck me as being completely off and like not. I don't know. We'll see. It's too early. To yeah, judge. we'll see. I'm, I'm, we'll I'm see. Just, I, it makes me sad. Is I guess the highlight here. I just want so badly <laughs> for something like this to exist, and this just yeah. makes me sad when we see it miss the mark. Well, you you want to play Fast and Furious the game, but not the game they made. You want to play a fully fledged kind of character that has the the characters that you can develop with and make relationships with while having the racing yeah. over here as well. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be like full like present day Fast and Furious with like action stuff. I would settle for like a straight up just a a storyline that had car racing as its as its primary kind of gameplay section i just i it seems so obvious to me and it makes me upset every time we see something like this get queued up and then it just falls down i thought the crew was going to be it for a while and then yeah. that didn't really work out like there's just so many examples of this and uh yeah the 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 first thing that struck me on this one was just that the tone feels off and that i'm not really going to enjoy it and uh I played the last Need for Speed. I can't remember if it's the one you guys are talking about, Heat. That doesn't sound like the right game for me, but I remember it was one where it was, there were characters and stories, but it was just terrible. It was like they, they kind of phoned it in. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, last thing I want to mention, guys, is that uh, you know Kojima has been teasing this project uh, as he tends to do, right, with his next thing. And he found out this week, I think on Friday or, or a couple of days ago, that Elle Fanning, the famous actress, uh, is actually going to be in his next game. And he posted some pictures of her and everything. So obviously there's a lot of speculation going on right now around what he's teasing. And you know how people do with Kojima. They try to break down every images posts and try to figure it out. But we don't know if this is Death Stranding 2 because there are rumors out there that he is working on the Death Stranding sequel um, or if it's some new project entirely. So I was just going to ask you guys because I know, Dan, you, you really enjoyed Death Stranding. I didn't play it just because I, like I was saying a couple minutes ago, not for me, which is fine. Um, but Kojima, when you think about his next game, do you hope that's a Death Stranding 2? Is there a continuation there that you hope to see and build upon? Or would you rather him uh, start something um, start something new? Without spoiling anything, I don't know what, where they would go from that. Um, but, I mean, they could. Uh, I, I looked into this don't, a little bit. When it, don't when we also it know this isn't Death Stranding too? Just a clarification, real quick, because it's 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 so. no, okay. They didn't ever because isn't it being published by Microsoft or something? Isn't this that one? No, that's a separate. Well, we don't know. That's a separate project, which is uh, it's got a code name. I forget what what it is, okay. but yeah, yeah. So it's, so it, this could be then. It could be. We that's what I mean. It's all speculation right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, like Norman Reedus followed L. Fanning on whatever social media site you know recently you know so so that's where people are kind of putting these things together obviously it's that could mean absolutely nothing um i you know l fanning you know she's the you know lesser fanning for me i'm more of a dakota guy myself but but she fits like <laughs> she fits the uh the, the 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 kojima you know motif i guess you know where, where you kind of get that actor who's you know probably pretty good but she doesn't have like her name's like not huge huge but you know it, it's just it just seems i mean i don't know i mean it's kojima man you know you, you this could be anything it literally could be anything if it's death stranding too fine we know that's coming because norman Reedus basically said it was yeah um, oh right yeah i yeah. forgot about yeah. that yeah, so, yeah. that's that's yeah 100 happening so I, I i don't know i have no idea you know it, it's 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 going to be one of those that I have to look at with like all Kojima games because it's just a crapshoot with that guy. You know, I'm not like a gigantic fan of him. Um, I like his games, but I, you know, 
sometimes people are weird, you know, just because they want to be weird and that's fine. Do your thing. But, you know, like just, you know, let's, let's, Death Stranding was one of the first Kojima games that I actually understood mostly after playing through the whole thing, you know, which it says a lot because, you know, I played Metal Gear Solid <laughs> 5 for a long, long time, many, many hours, and I still don't know what the hell that thing was about. So uh, it's always kind of a crapshoot. I mean, this is fine, I guess. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big L Fanning fan, I guess. So to your point, I don't think there. This is not a shot at Elle Fanning. She's a famous actress, but I don't think they're. She's got this huge fan base. Is like, oh my god, Elle Fanning's in a game. I'm going to go buy that game. I don't think it's to that level. I think this is more of getting a a highly kind of talented actress to be in your game, right? Rather than just someone off the street. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, to your point, I totally forgot Dan about uh, Norman Reed is basically leaking Death Stranding too. So, and I, I have to imagine that Kojima Productions as a studio. I don't think they are big enough to be making two games simultaneously. I know they're working on that project with Microsoft, but I don't know what that looks like, right? We don't we don't actually know what that is in detail anyway. So, uh It might not even be a game. It might be, you know, something, you know, or something It could well, it could know. be a partner studio. There could be a lot of things yeah. there, right? Where um so if if it is this is very likely to be Death Stranding 2 related, I guess is what I'm yeah, saying. And it I sounds ha- like we yeah. just stumbled upon that conclusion. Yeah, and I, I think that it almost goes without saying in my mind that we will get the full reveal of this at the Video Game Awards in December because that's where I'm sure uh, Kojima is going to take advantage of, especially with the relationship with Keeley. So, yeah, we'll see. It's did weird, you man. did you like Death Stranding, Travis? I can't remember. Did you play I it? I did not. I think it's okay. very boring. Okay, yeah, if you, right. it basically, if, if you watch the IGN review of it, that's sort of how I felt about it. Uh, just by coincidence, I don't agree with every IGN review. I just, th- that one really speaks to me. It's like very, it just takes a lot of time to do a very simple thing and it has Monster Energy, you know, drink <laughs> promotions and just all this weird stuff. From You know, what's funny is Hideo Kojima is super hit or miss with me. Like some of his games, I'll just like play it like uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 for PlayStation 3. That game yeah. just like, blew me away five i also really liked um but then then he'll come up with some some of his games like 50 percent of them maybe six maybe 40 percent. i'll just play them and i'm like i don't know what this is about man this is like even parts of metal gear solid five like the the story like the you know the opening with the whale that's on fire and all this crazy stuff yeah, I, the guy, I just yeah. sort of, my eyes just sort of gloss over and i'm like yo this is like too anime for me dude like i don't know <laughs> what's going on here so I have a limit and death stranding really the, the, the part that offends me is like, even if you're a little lost in a Kojima story and you would be, you would not at all be uh, kind of judged for being uh, lost in a Kojima story. The thing I always fall back on is that the games are usually fun to play. Like Metal Gear Solid five, even when it gets to the points where the story is kind of like, all right, some weird stuff's happening. I'm not, I'm kind of confused. You, you're still having fun, you know, stealthing around and doing crazy stuff and pulling off stunts. It sort of has a very hitman feel. So I'm sure Dan likes that game uh death stranding offends me because the story is classically nonsensical like kojima all kojima games are and then on top of that it just makes you play a very boring game and i'm like yo that's that's where i draw the line once the game itself is like making me fall asleep sorry diablo 3 uh i i have a problem so diablo 3 is a great game by the way Diablo 3 is a great game it's one of the goats um 
Yeah, I, uh, so we'll see. We'll see. We never know with Kojima, like we said. But we are getting to that time of the year where we're getting a ton of game releases. We got the video game awards coming up. So a uh, great time of year, and we'll see what happens. Um, we got a couple of Super Chats to get to before we uh, do anything else. All right. Fat Boy Horror with the two pounds. Uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted Story had Michael Rooker. Yeah, well, all right, right. So, yeah, yeah, that was good. And by the way, I looked it up, and Need for Speed Heat is the game I was thinking of. You guys are right. I, I played that entire game, by the way. I got through the whole story. Well, at least yeah. it wasn't forgettable. <laughs> I know, dude. I, the, like, uh, it's so sad when you played through. And that one isn't even wasn't even a review. I played it in my free time. Oof. Sorry. Yeah. I haven't yeah. played it. That's not fair, but you know. No, the, the, you're you're right though. Like it, it was just sort of forgettable. Like the story didn't land, and I just kind of was like, man, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for like a good story car car game. Like it just. So it? to Fat Boy's point, Michael Rooker, right? And they, I want to say there was another one of their games that had someone, but they 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 keep trying these crossovers, and it's like to, I think to your point, if you're gonna do it, take the full step and do the whole game. Uh, yeah. properly rather than trying to just make a racing game and, and plugging people into it that doesn't seem what was that right game back. where you where you drove a spy car and you had to was it called spy racer I, like the, spy the one hunter, you, was, that, was that the one where you had a spy car and you had could like oil like, slick uh, and shoot things yeah, yeah, from the 80s created, man yeah hey you know what? guess what they made a movie out of that too they did the wait that was from the 80s yeah, yeah i grew up playing that game in the arcade yeah when i was a little kid me too it's one of my favorites one of my favorite games. That, you sit in the booth. Yeah, yeah man. Yep. Awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, that game was awesome. Wait, yeah. but, but they did more with that franchise, right? There were other games. There like, was a I, 360 I generation game called Spy Hunter where they tried to bring it back. I played that one, too. Yeah. I, th I think that might be the one I was thinking of, actually. Like, or it like, might, have been P like, might have been PS2 and X original Xbox. It was one of those. I can't, I can't remember, but I remember I was, I was definitely a teenager when that game came out, and I played that one and was just like... If they would have put a story in this game, because I just remember it being like a bunch of trials, like there weren't wasn't really like a story behind it. It could have been so <laughs> cool, but yeah, know, uh, chat saying it was PS2. Yeah, that PS2. era. Yeah. I played the PS2 Spy Hunter game, <laughs> and I played the one in the '80s from the arcade as well. I played that one as well. Yeah, so. it's hard, but it was good. wasn't the one all I was game, thinking all, of. Then. All games back then were hard, though. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Fat Boy. Appreciate you, brother. And Bizzle in the house. Dan, you're on mute, buddy. No, I know I was just testing you. Uh, Lunch Bizzle, L Bizzle, $20 super chat. Uh, I don't get to catch you guys live as much as I used to, but I wanted to show my sport. Always a great show and great discussions. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you, Bizzle. You are amazing. Bizzle, you rock, brother. Always appreciate the support. One of our OGs around here, and I was very happy for him. If, you, uh, if you're in our community and our Discord, Bizzle is a gigantic Gears of War fan. And uh, if you didn't know, you know, Microsoft created these like full size dioramas of Master Chief and Marcus, like stand up standees, basically cardboard ones. I have them. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just they just announced this week that they're doing um, uh, Dom, what's his name? Right? Dom, who is Bizzle's yeah. favorite character. So, I yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Awesome. So Bizzle, thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right, boys, I think we are going to go ahead and wrap it up. Chat, you've been amazing today, as always. Thank you very much. Uh, one big note before everyone runs away for this week. Uh, next week's BitCast, I will not be here, but the show is going on. So Hogue is going to take over hosting duties. Uh, Dan and Travis will obviously be here. It's going to be a three-person show without me. I have a wedding to go to for family. Uh, I'll go ahead and say on the air, I'd rather be oh, doing my. BitCast. 
So, uh, <laughs> but I will actually be on a flight, so I can't, nothing I can do about it. Um, so anyway, look for that next week. It'll still be on this channel. It'll be everything normal. I just won't be here. So you can make fun of me at my expense. And then the following week, uh, we'll be back to the foursome, although I will be in Seattle at the Halo World Championships. Um, but I'm going to do the show from Seattle that week. So I'll be nice and tired, just like Travis that morning. Um, I like the uh, making fun of you at your expense, as if the alternative is making fun of you like for your benefit. Yeah, let's do that. Life. Let's see if we yeah, can make fun of Ann's yeah, do that to do that. benefit him. Is that possible? <laughs> I like nice so anyway community. uh keep an eye for that but uh like i said no change in the schedule just wanted to let you guys i won't be here next week so i will see you in two weeks uh personally it is a dog uh, wedding by the way confirmed dog wedding, dog wedding. <laughs> um if you missed it on the season gaming channel i did also sit down with hogue uh one-on-one -on -one this week like i did with travis in the past uh to just talk about his history with gaming how he got into uh into gaming his journey through law school and what that looked like how he tied the two together with uh his content creation on youtube so you can check that out that was actually uh up uh and a timed exclusive for our patrons but it is now live for everyone so you can check that out we also have uh one of our newest contributors at season gaming zach you know him on twitter as american psycho the big horror fan i told you about he did a piece on asymmetrical games that is up on the site right now where he talks about uh, Dead by Daylight, Evil Dead, the upcoming Chainsaw, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and a few others, uh, and talks about how they need to evolve. Lastly, Elliot, who you know as Direct Gaming, one of our video editors of Season Gaming, he actually is uh, in Australia, of course, so he is covering PAX Australia live. Uh, so he's there over the course of this weekend, actually in Australia time. I think it's wrapping up now or closed out, but uh, keep an eye for some things from there as well. So... Appreciate all of you. Travis, go ahead and tell people where they can find you. Yeah, I'll have my review of uh, Plague Tale Requiem live on Monday the 17th. I think we figured out on this show. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've got a preview. I can't talk about anything. I can't talk about anything, guys. Follow me on IGN.com uh, and uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Travis, where I will tell you things I can talk about when I can talk about them. But needless to say, as we get into the October, November period, lots of cool games coming out, lots of content for me to cover. Um, and I'm working on a bunch of stuff that's uh, coming out next year, early 2023. And, and I'm going to be able to talk about it shortly. So cool. Very excited. Yeah, it is uh, a lot of reviews coming down the line. A lot of releases. Over oh, the yeah. Week. I'm, I'm doing a review a week these days. Isn't that fun? It's crazy. A review a week. Yeah. Wow. I, for, I forget what I'm reviewing uh, over the next several weeks, but yeah, I got to take a look apparently. Um, all right. Dan. What do Baby's you here. Like literally between the time we started. And oh, dang. Time. Yeah. Good. Everyone healthy? Happy? Yeah, everybody's good. It's Murray There's a live James. birth. A live birth on Season Gaming. How cool. We did it. We, have <laughs> we did a dog wedding and a live birth. We cover it good all Good job, here. guys. That's how we do it. <laughs> Everybody have a good week. Me. Yes, everyone have a good week. Thank you as always for tuning in. We really appreciate your support. The, uh, the like I said, the views and the comments and everything's been absolutely incredible lately. We love you. We hope you enjoy it. We hope we give you something that you don't find in other gaming podcasts. I think we do, but it's always good to hear from you guys as well. And uh, other than that, have a very good week. I hope you have some great gaming. Hope you have some great times. Hope everything is well for you. With that, we will go ahead and get out of here. And I will see you in two weeks. These guys will see you next week. Until then. Peace.